Sup, fucker. <laughs> that's how that's how we're gonna start the episode. By the way, keep keep all this in post <laughs> post production, Ben. Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. Uh, If the beginning of this episode was is in in fact in shambles, it's because we've been broken by this game. Um, But I'm your host, Jared. Today's the finale of Chrono Trigger, and joining me as always through this journey and ending this journey is Ben and Kai. I would ask how you're doing, but I already know. Are you guys Are you guys okay? That's I feel validated. I feel uh, very conflicted, but I'm sure we'll talk about it in this episode. I'm conflicted as well. Um, yeah, the 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 vibes right now. The vibes are fucked. Let's be honest. <laughs> they're kind they're kind of down at the, <laughs> the moment. Guys, let's to be honest. Like if if you're not watching the video episode of this that comes out eventually, <laughs> yeah, um, please do because seeing Ben in his current state is probably the best part of this the video version. My plans this weekend were amazing. Uh, we're looking after Eddie's sister. I was going to rearrange my room. I got a new setup. Show off all my nice shit, you know. Um, Ellie's sister has been violently ill all morning, and that kind of set the tone for my day because then I realized I needed to beat Lavos, and I thought, okay, I'm like level forty nine. I've got mega elixirs and fucking elixirs and all sorts of shit coming out of the wazoo i've got three hundred thousand gold i had three hundred thousand gold at the end of this game um and and then i actually fought lavos and it all kind of went downhill and uh i guess full disclosure none of us yeah. have beat this game nope um, yeah. I Could was on uh, the core. The I final was core. On it was run like sixteen or seventeen of Lavos's final two forms, um, and I said to Jared and Kai, "I was like, boys, I can't do this. I, I physically, I'm not going to be able to beat this boss today, and I'm going yeah. away, so we have to record." Um, but yeah. I have enough experience in the final stages of Lavos that I feel I can talk about. <laughs> You've seen that final stage enough to literally recant it yeah. word for word exactly. I've got my feet up on my desk, my chair's laid back, um, and um, yeah. Ben's in big. Me. I don't give a fuck mood right now mm-hmm. with his uh, his uh, his <laughs> posture, his, his sitting. Um, yeah, if this <laughs> this is your first episode. Go listen yeah, to the rest of Chrono Trigger, first one. of all. Don't listen Literally to just any, the finale. I mean, I guess if you want to hear our opinions and then go back through and listening to with it with us, I guess. But yeah. uh, we are weekly podcasts. Play Along Podcast is a weekly podcast where we play through games in a book club format. What we'll do is the three of us will each take turns choosing a game. We will then break that game into sections and then come together each week and kind of talk about that section specifically. We'll talk about gameplay. We'll talk about uh, visuals. We'll talk about the narrative. We do dive deep into the narrative. So if you are trying to avoid spoilers for any game that we are playing, either play the game along with us or play the game first and then come back to it. But if all of that sounds exciting to you, follow us on our social media, our link tree that has Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, our Discord, all that is in the description below or where you can find all of it. Um, we do have a Patreon. So if you're like, wow, I want more 
exciting content. <laughs> I want to make the boys play more Chrono Trigger type games. You can do that on our Patreon. I want more tears. For simply, for simply $2, you get bonus episodes. You get them a day early. Discord rolls. Discord emotes that are TBD at the moment. <laughs> they will be coming eventually when life isn't as hectic IRL. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of fun there. Uh, by, by the time you're listening to this, we have the Breath of the Wild episode up with Colby. And then we just released one where I talked about Dark Souls with Troidal Power, Dave Jackson from Tales from the Backlog, and Morgan Remington of Intergalactic Pinecone. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We it was, it was good to finally finish Dark Souls. Um, and honestly, I want to say it, Chrono Trigger is harder than Dark Souls. Bro, for real? I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there in the world. Um, but yeah, go check that out. The, our Patreon link is down there as well. A lot of fun content. Uh, we have another tier too. The $5 here has our D&D series that we're doing. Ben has handcrafted this narrative for us in a D&D video game theme podcast <laughs> with the three of us and a couple of our friends where we kind of take on the powers and a little bit of the personas of certain video game characters. It's been a lot of fun. So if you like D&D and you like video games and weird shit, go check out that that Patreon tier as well. But with all of the with all that out of the way, in the last episode, we ended with having Magus join our team and now on our journey to revive Chrono, which mm-hmm. feels like literally an eternity ago <laughs> that we that I did this part because it's so much has happened in that. Um the TLDRD of that is while going through this walkthrough and kind of looking at what we needed to do, something caught my eye and I was confused because it said, if you don't already have a clone of Chrono, at this point, didn't know what the fuck that meant. I was like, I, I got a little upset because I was like, they've never mentioned a clone at all during this game, whereas they're a clone. The The context to that is in the Millennium Fair, when you go that, if you've ex- explored the Millennium Fair in its entirety, uh, there is a mini game that you could do. We went in there and there's one where there's like three soldiers and they'll like do the whole spin around thing. You have to pick the soldier that has the item. But another thing that you can do is there's kind of this like clone mini game where uh, uh, the character will take the form of whoever's in your lead party. And then you have to mimic them using different hand gestures and facial expressions by hitting different um, buttons on the controller. Uh, doing that will give you items and will also give you a clone, like a clone doll of that character. Question real quick. Yes. What do you guys call that game where you imitate like spinning, another person? Like... Simon Says. The what? Simon Says. You do says. call it Simon Says. What do you yeah. call the, isn't that also the name of the four color pad? Correct. That's okay, also right. Simon Says. Okay. I was just curious if there was a cultural difference between... Uh... America, we actually call it UK. Simone here. Simone says, Simone and says. she's uh, Simone declares. Uh, Simone, Simone declares. declares. That's the that's the French ass <laughs> version of Simon says. Simone yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, so what we have to do is we needed. Uh, we find out that we have to head to Death's Peak. Death's Peak is essentially where we're going to revive fallen comrades. And to do that, we need an exact replica of the person that we need to revive. That person also needs to be loved by many people. That was another stipulation that we needed. So we had to go back to the Millennium Fair in 1000 AD and do this mini game to get Crota's clone. It's, wild. it's relatively straightforward. The, the Yeah, it is wild. The, I actually like the little mini game. 
I think that the little for being kind of the 16-bit RPG, I love kind of a lot of the expressions that they use in here. I don't think you see that a lot in any of games like this in this time. So it's fun to see the little expressions when they're like excited or smiled or like shocked, which was I had Frog in the front of my party. So seeing his shocked face was always funny. You can tell that this game was like late SNES when they knew what they were doing with it. Oh yeah, you can definitely tell from like the the, the visuals and everything that this was like at the end of yeah. the SNES you era. You could easily have told like me peak. this was early PS1 and I would have believed you just because of how it yeah. looks and plays. Yeah. How much did um, you end up paying for your Chrono clone? 40,000 I believe. Um I'm not sh- I only did the challenge once or twice, so not not that much. Oh, okay. I fouled it the very first uh, instruction because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I got the laugh and surprise the wrong way round. So I ended up playing eighty thousand gold for my Chrono. Oh, I was that's a lot, but I had I had like two hundred thousand gold by the end. I had, I had so much gold by the end of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so, so what we have to do is head to twenty three hundred AD. To the keepers don't because that's where Balthazar is. Balthazar was the third guru who has been turned. He's he's a new now, which the new is the talking blueberries he that turned himself before. into a new. If he I turned himself correctly. into a new, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want and to be a giant talking blueberry? Yeah, exactly. That sounds that sounds like a blast. Honestly, I want to be a talking blueberry. <laughs> to each their own. But he he he's the one that tells us that we need an exact replica of the person. The person needs to be loved by many people around the world for this to be successful. So he sends us, he backs away from the door, he sends us to to Death Peak, and there's three challenges that we must confront on Death's Peak. All of them being like platforming for some reason. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is there platforming in this game? Uh this game does not platform well. No, no, it does not. It was not built for platforming. And it's got that isometric 16-bit resolution view, which is also not very great for platforming. Yeah. The the first challenge you have to do is your... So the Death's Peak is kind of a big snowy mountain. And you're walking up, the you're, you're ascending the mountain, and there's very strong winds blowing you down. You have to hold B and kind of hide between these trees to kind of stop yourself from falling back. If you do get caught in the wind, you get launched back to the bottom you know, of the mountain, and you have to climb up again. You know what it's like? What's the name of that mountain in Ocarina? Mountain. Wait, is it is it in is it in Ocarina or is it in Majora's Mask? I think it's in Majora's Mask. There's like a snowy mountain that you have to oh yeah, yeah. you have to go up and there's like a wind that will blow mm-hmm. you and you have to kind of fight against it yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very yeah. similar to that v- very similar and honestly after playing kind of the, the other two well the last one i wouldn't really say is a challenge necessarily but this one wasn't as frustrating as as the second one you just had to go behind each of the trees and then stop from being oh bro back. I, I struggled think it was fine. with this one big time because I, I struggled with the little path that's the slippery ice path is what i struggled with a lot so i couldn't because you you run up and uh, Balthazar sends out these like free little creatures, and he's like, "They're, they're gonna help." Po- Poyozo dolls. There you go. He's like, "They're gonna help you on Death's Peak," and you you go to the first one, and he's like, uh, "Yo, it's windy as shit in here, so I'm gonna turn into a tree, and I'm gonna do you a solid, and you just hide behind me when the wind blows." Yeah, thanks, and bro you won't get affected. But I could not line it up for love nor money. 
because you have to be exactly behind the truck. It's not easy. It definitely isn't easy. Yeah. And if you're a little bit to the left or the right, the wind, you guys roll back. Your team rolls back, and then you have to, you're back at the summit. Or not yeah. the summit. That's the opposite. You're at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the base. The base. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Not summit. The, the second one is essentially, uh, like you mentioned, it's the ice path, right? Right. And so that is one where I failed it once, and then I realized... If you run up a little bit and then walk, you kind of slowly slide down and then you can run back up. And like, it's all about you, the, your characters instinctively fall towards the bottom of the screen, which is the edge. Right. And you're constantly trying also, to combat I, that. Is it that there? it's just slippery or is there also like a little wind and it's slippery? That's why you kind of lose a little bit of your footing when you're running. It, it might be both. I can't remember, truth be okay. told. But for some reason or another, you're being pulled towards the edge. This is really hard to do with the arrow keys of a keyboard. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I, that's why I struggled so much with it. The first time I did it, I tried using the joystick joystick on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, that's not the that's way not to do it. Way. So I ended up using the D-pad. And the D-pad was... Does that, I, I forgot you were playing on the, on the 3DS. Does that work fine? You usually use the analog stick on the 3DS when you're playing this? Yeah, yeah. Normally, I, I kind of run around and it imitates the, the eight-way movement fine. Yeah. Um, it's just... That's cool. For something like that, and with the tree as well, where you need like precise, very precise yeah, movements, it, it's yeah. not, it's not good. Yeah, the the ice path is the one I struggled with. It's very thin and it kind of maneuvers. It's like a snake. It's a little snake path, and you're, when you're holding B, you're kind of you're staying in a linear path, but. Like you have to go up and down. So you let go of B and your character will fall down a little bit and you have to run up to avoid just slipping off the side. Like I said, I did fall down this many, many times. This is the one that I struggled with a lot. Many mm. times. I got to the point where I was just like, do you know what? Fuck it. Like we can do this without Chrono. We can, we can, we can be fine. <laughs> He'll be all right. <laughs> you can't, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's an ending. Where you, you can, you can fight Lavos without Chrono. Don't know how the fuck anybody would have done that, but I mean, hey. I'm I'm sure I'm sure there are people out there who can hack yeah. like manage it. Um, the last cha- challenge for this, which is the one I said, is not really a challenge. So all, as you're going through uh, Death's Peak, you're fighting this small Lavo spawn. You you fight the Lavo spawn a couple times, and the last time he leaves the the shell, his husk behind, and you have to use the husk to kind of climb and ascend to a higher part of the mountain. Uh, the, what I struggled with is I kept running. So for one, how you move this is just bumping into it. You bump into it and it kind of slides across towards the path. And there's there's a very visible side of where you're like, okay, that's where I need to climb. But I kept trying to climb up it and I kept clipping through it. I kept moving it. And I didn't realize until way too long afterward that you have to press A to interact with the husk, then climbing up the husk, getting to the larger ledge, and then climbing up that ledge. Yes. Yeah. You have to press A. I wasn't pressing A. I I want to say just while we're talking about this, I very I very much appreciated the level spawn being around the world because yeah. the way I saw it was this was like the nineties equivalent of environmental storytelling. You know, yeah. instead of telling us that Lavos is reproducing, like reproducing in the middle of the earth. We actually like... see Lavos spawn around different time periods yeah, and everything. Exactly. I agree. And I so think it's cool. that was like, okay, rather than 
like Melchior going, oh, I can sense the children. Like, gross. Sorry, I, was, I just saw Kai's title for the our session here, and it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he he's not the oh no, you're. He's I'm the owner. F is for failure. F is for failure. <laughs> Uh, you know, I I agree. I agree. I like that the spawns are kind of lit around the time periods to kind of show like Lavos slowly gaining kind of control of this and having his, uh, for lack of a better word, planting its seed in different right. parts of the world. Mm-hmm. I was cool with it. I'm 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 fine with that. Um, all throughout here, there's lots of items, lots of chests with with fun to exciting things to get. The Giga Arm for Robo is really good. There's the Star Scythe for um, uh, Magus that was really good. That I used for a little bit too. But we eventually get to the peak, and atop the peak, there is one lone dead, what looks like a Christmas tree, because there's literally like twinkling green and red yeah, lights on it, which I thought was hilarious. Choice ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we get there, and we have the uh, the pendant that we had before, the, the little twinkling that we thought was like, okay, this is this is the Kronos essence, and we have the doll. Mm-hmm. And once we go to the peak they start lifting up into the sky and they shatter mm-hmm. our, our team was like man chrono why did you do this why did you leave us and then a solar eclipse happens and our boy chrono i don't know our solar eclipse happens and we pause time we go back into the instance where chrono was obliterated by the large lavos yes and we take his body Makes and no we sense. leave the doll there in his stead and now chrono is alive and well and ready to kick some ass again so this is the first of my conflictions when it comes to this game. Mm-hmm. Because partially this makes sense and partially it doesn't, right? Because it would be right. problematic to take a chrono <clears throat> from another timeline and pull him into our timeline because that would present its own problems mm-hmm. for the characters of that timeline. They then wouldn't have chrono. And in theory, would if they die, and then the we all dissipate and vanish. Then yeah. in the current timeline, <laughs> they would go through the similar process of going to Death's Peak and then stealing another Chrono, and it's just a constant cycle. They steal. They still are Chrono, but a doll. Like I, honestly, I would have been. I would have been fine because the the whole thing that Balthazar was saying is this has to have like the exact uh, like make of Chrono. It has to be exactly like it. If they just did the thing where they're like. Oh, here's the pendant crystal with his essence. Here's the doll. Now nah, you have not nah, Chronos Fly. I would have been like, that that makes sense. That's sure. Why not? Like it, mm. it doesn't make sense, but it would have been it, you're right. The the idea of going into a pause timeline and taking that chrono introduces a whole other slew of timeline issues. But I mean, from what we've played, we I've clearly I, seen that Go on. What are you saying? No, I was gonna say we see that that doesn't necessarily matter. Well, I guess like because the fin is the counterpoint to that is that whatever is in Lavos's beam gets vaporized. So no one is going to be able, you know, CSI aren't going to be able to come along and be like, that wasn't a doll, that was Chrono. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's like I get, do you know, this is me being super picky. In an ideal world, I would have um, like a homunculus. Right, like some cool. some sort of like man-made model that you could imbue. So normally homunculuses they're made of like clay, and then you would imbue it with Chrono's essence, 
to make it a well, living thing that imitated yeah. Chrono, and then you would kill well, that what we needed and get Chrono. Was Chrono's two secret brothers to use alchemy to bring him back to life? Mm-hmm. That's that's what we needed. Is this a reference to something that I don't understand? What is full, happening? Full metal, full metal alchemist. Okay, I was like, what what is oh. going on here? A homunculus <laughs> is just like a fantasy D and D thing, but well, you're right. But the homunculi are also in Full Metal Alchemist too. I've never seen it. I'll, I'll have to take your word for it. What? It's on my okay. list. We're we're having a, a Full Metal uh, Alchemist watch party. Well, all I know is my... don't fall in love with the girl character because there may or may not be a dog connected somehow. That is the only oh, yeah. thing I know about that series. Okay. My, cool. Like, why, how did we go to the time that we specifically needed? We've never been able to do that before. By praying to a tree, it's because the, 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 the moon eclipse. And what so, does that have to do with having friends? Can't you just do that anyway? Those are the, those are the stipulations. You wouldn't be able to, to, to travel back to the very instance of you have to have someone's essence, and then the the Christmas tree knows mm-hmm. when in time that essence is. So you go old, to that time. Old Saint Nick is like, route. oh yeah, no, <laughs> all right. You want to be you want to be on the twenty sixth of February. 1987. Exactly. He knows. He has. He has the path. He knows where to go. The magic Christmas tree. Okay, let's move on. I yeah. I don't know how it makes sense, but I assumed that it was something to do with the magic of Death's Peak, basically yeah. being able to sense what you need in a in right. a way. That's convenient. Um, and then yeah, our boy Chrono's back. Chrono's back. He's ready Triggering to go and, he's... and ready to go. He's he's more triggered than ever, <laughs> <laughs> and he knows uh, luminescence, in which he bathes all enemies in a holy light. Which that move came in handy a lot. Oh, that is a dope move. It costs like fourteen TP, but it also does like two thousand damage to normal enemies. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So at, at this point, we are essentially in the like prep for boss section, prep for Lavos. Yeah. We're feeling good. We move on to We've got Chrono back. The right. We're feeling good. We're on a high yeah. here. We're on the we're in the faded hour, which opens up a slew of side quests and different things that we can accomplish and tackle. The reviving Chrono was essentially Chrono's side quest, but now you have a side quest essentially attached to each one of these characters. It says they're optional, but I found that it was almost essential into at least even progressing a little bit not optional. into some of these boss fights. Uh, did Ben, did you do any of the side quests at all, or did you avoid all of them? Three. I stumbled okay. across three of them by pure mistake. Um, and I did all three of these before I revived Chrono. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> because, so I I didn't know where Death's Peak was. Mm. Okay, maybe I missed the dialogue or something, I'm not entirely sure. But for one reason or another, I did not know where I was going. And so that yeah. left me traveling around the different time periods trying to find death's peak um and so the first one i stumbled across was in the future which i know that you guys did as well which is the the G- geome lab or genome lab Geno, uh, genome genome dome yeah. uh, which is robo's side quest right and uh do you want to talk about them as we go through yeah, we can kind of have like a like a brief run through of them. So I would say that Robo side quest is probably the one that's the most involved in terms of like dungeon crawling. A lot of them are just kind of like go somewhere, fight boss. Uh, Marley's just get a little complicated too. With Marley's more is story. Mar- Marley's is great. I did love Marley's. Um, but yeah, so Robo's essentially boils down to we realize 
uh, we have this is Robbo's factory. This is where Robbo's right. model is made, and we make our way through this place, and we bump into Robbo's friend, whose name I forget. But is this his girlfriend? I don't know if it's his girlfriend or something, but she's pink and she's got a cute bow on her head. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is Atropos XR, and this is Robbo's girlfriend. Oh, it's his girlfriend, and uh, yeah. I believe she calls him Prometheus, right? Right. Oh, this is an old girlfriend. This is an ex. Oh, ah. awkward. So essentially, she starts talking about like, oh, you don't have to pretend you like these humans anymore, and she tells us that Robbo's mission was to learn about the humans and then find a way to basically annihilate them. Mm-hmm. And Robbo's like, no, I'm a changed man. I'm not going to let you do that. And so cue boss fight with Robbo's ex. Right. And it's only with Robbo. Robbo turns to your other two teammates and says, no, 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 no. I got this. I want to handle her on my own. So you have 1v1 versus Robbo and his ex-girlfriend, which feels like domestic dispute happening. They're just Chrono and Magus were just watching this happen as these two people were just beating yeah. each other up. Did you have the uh, I forget the name of it, but there's a move he does like called something fist that like he punches he punches his enemy super fast like 10 times and it does a sh- It was like there's like rapid rapid fist or something. Something like that, like rapid punch yeah, rapid yeah, fist yeah, or something. Yeah. Um, so that was really helpful. Um, I I beat her first time. She wasn't yeah, she a was, problem she, for me. Right. No, she was relatively straightforward. After you beat him, you get her ribbon, which raises uh, ma- uh, fuck Robo's speed and his magical defense by 10 permanently. Super cool. And it's not a item you have to equip. It's just yeah. There. So it's like, that's cool. I wish more. Of that, I wish there was more of that in this game. Um, but the next boss for this, I actually didn't. I, so I only did two side quests in this. I did two other. I did uh, Lucas and Marley's, and this was the other one I was going to do too. But I could not beat this boss. Oh, so the mother other boss is, pain is in the Mother Brain and Displays. So Mother Brain is this weird, like rainbow hologram of like a, a woman's head, and then three displays behind her. Mm-hmm. The gimmick to this, which I hadn't realized, I was like, oh, these displays only have a thousand HP. I can one shot all of these no problem. Uh, if you destroy all of the displays, Mother Brain goes crazy and essentially as turns progress her attacks will start doing more and more damage and she'll be able your attacks will do less and less to the point where you're not doing any damage to her and she can just one shot you so the the gimmick to this is you have to keep one of the displays alive my issue was the displays heal a thousand damage and at this point in the game i was not doing enough damage to mitigate any actual damage Mm -hmm. like i would do maybe a little over i would do like a thousand i as I continued doing this, it felt like it was just stuck in a cycle of the fighting this boss and her healing and fighting and her healing and not being able to do anything significant enough to mitigate the healing that the display was doing. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm out. Goodbye. Yeah, it's um it's it's difficult. It is difficult. Um I was running Marley, Isla, and Robbo. And so, yeah, I think I had. Um, oh, because you did this before Chrono. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. I had Chrono, Magus, and Robo. Yeah. So the the three of them, uh, between like their dual techs and and Isla's just pure strength, I was able to brute force it. And 
mm. uh, deal more than a thousand. Um, and essentially, what you learn is that this mother frame has been uh, altering the robots in the factory and making them want to kill humans. And so you shut her down and she no longer, the factory is no longer producing robots and that is no longer a threat we need to worry about. Um, and we didn't even include the whole bit of how you have to get to mother, where you have to find the two dolls and reverse the conveyor belt and use the electricity to open doors. Like you, you'll, you'll go and power up Robo cause you have to have Robo in the front of your party to do this. And then as you run through this, there'll be little like slots Robo can slide in and those will activate the doors. Unfortunately, you only have the electricity for a certain amount of time. So you have to make sure that you're quick enough and you don't get like caught on the geometry of the world, like rounding corners. So you can make it in those things to open doors to progress further. Which is yeah. What I struggled with is always running in the side of walls or corners of walls. And you have to bring a sentry bot to meet another sentry bot. So they self, yeah. they get frozen and you can get the doll. It's a, it's a weird thing. Yeah, it's a lot. What was the other one you did besides uh, Marley's? Did you uh, do Magus. Lucas? Oh, interesting. Nice. Okay. Well, you talk about Magus's a little bit, and then I'll talk about Lucas, and then we can go into Marley's. All right, cool. So Magus's was... Um... Oh, I did Magus's. That was where you fought Flea, what's it called, in uh, Ozzy. I Correct. did that one as yes. well. Yeah. I lied. So this is um, this is something I stumbled across because I was floating around 600 AD, and I saw Ozzy's fall, and I was like, oh, cool. I wonder if Ozzy's there, because I got Magus. Mm -hmm. I had Magus in my party at this point. Um. And so, well, so the first time I went in, I didn't, and I died, and I came back, and I was like, okay, let me put Magus in my party and see what happens. Mm. And there's like a dialogue between them, and essentially, Ozzy's like, you're a traitor, you left us, you know, you're gonna die. And so, what happens now is three boss fights as you progress through this castle, and... Yeah. They're mixed and intertwined with the usual Aussie gimmicks and comedy mm. that we've kind of come to know of the character. A hundred percent. So the first one you fight is Flea. Yeah. And Flea is, I've learned, extremely flirtatious. Um, there's lots of blowing kisses and and she's like, you know, oh, sorry, sweet Lord Magus. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to destroy you. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, they were by themselves relatively fine. Like they weren't anything difficult alone. Oh, bro, the trio, the trio Oof. is where it got hard. When they started losing triple attacks and everything, when you fight Ozzy Flea, did you and... figure out the game, the gimmick? I did not. Oh, okay, what's the gimmick? Well, bef before we get to that, did you get the secret room? Did you get the stuff for Magus? Yes, I got his like super scythe, and yeah, I so got that, and the, and his gloom helm and all of that. Yeah, there's one section. Status. There's one section where um, Ozzy is operating. He's standing on a platform, and there's a treasure chest, and he's like, "Oh, look at this treasure! Don't you want it?" <laughs> so I ain't even gonna lie to you. The first time, I fucking ran into it. It does. It drops you down to one HP, which is yes. wild. He drops this like saw blade fin on you, and drops you down to one HP. Um, if you ignore it, he's like, oh, don't you want the treasure? And then this weird little Namekian like One of his little henchmen are like, ooh, treasure? And yeah. walks into it, gets sliced up by the blade, and it's like, okay, that's that's fine. Yeah. I'll, and then I'll, Aussie's, I'll go on that one. Aussie's just like, oh, I, I really messed that one up. Uh, I'm out yeah. of here. And just disappears. But there is a yeah. very... Now, see, 
this is what's interesting about the DS version is that you have that mini map at the bottom. So as you run yeah. past, you can see the hallway to the secret room. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you would miss that on like the snares or the PlayStation version because obviously you don't have that yeah. map constantly up. Right. But, but yeah, super. There's a fucking. I don't think I changed Scythe because every Scythe I saw for Magus wasn't as good. No, I think and I use that one until until the end. His Doom Helm uh, gives him status immunity, and his cape is super great as well. Mm-hmm. So you go into the triple fight. The gimmick is: do not attack Ozzy, because if you attack Ozzy, Ozzy is the one that triggers the counter attack counter attack triple tech, which is that triangle that they keep doing that wipes out shit tons of HP. Okay, but what will they still do? Because they have the other triple tech where Slash jumps off of Ozzy and then Flea lights his sword on fire and they attack. That mm-hmm. happened constantly, even if I... Because my thing was the same. I was going to attack both of the other ones. I, I aggroed one side or the other and then I was going to attack Ozzy. But they still, they still did that triple attack. So I, I had a couple. My main one was... Um, so in the walkthrough, they say you hit Slash, right? Mm-hmm. If you defeat Slash, Flea basically goes fuck this i'm out and she runs away and that leaves just oh, Ozzy. but my thing was every time i attacked slash they would do i don't know if it was a triple tech or something but they would do that like slash would jump up in the air flea would light his sword on fire yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah that, that happened i think that's like their main dual tech that they do okay, and then cool. ozzy just kind of stands back and watches it happen Right. Well, when once you defeat both of them, Ozzy doesn't do anything. Like he may, he just you just kind of sit and plug away at him as he's as he's standing there. Like he's mm-hmm. not really a big threat after the other two are gone. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of fitting because he's never really gimmick, been. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he then runs away again, and you run into another room. There's two chests, and now is the boss fight that we used to with Ozzy. And he yeah, this is like trapped the final himself boss fight. in the iceberg. Yeah. And you can tell from behind him, there's like, well, when you go to attack, there's another slot that's question mark. And you're like, oh, okay. I remember from the last time I fought Bozzy, uh, Bozzy, Ozzy, that you hit the switch and he falls through. So you attack the switch and instead you're the one that has a trap door open below and you fall to the floor below you. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go back up to fight him again, he's like, okay, let's do this again. And a cat walks in and a cat jumps and hits one of the switches on the other side, which opens the floor below Ozzy and ultimately defeats him, which is again, just like a funny, so he got defeated by a cat, which was, which was fun. Cats are dicks, man. <laughs> well, can't, well can't we will confirm. not have that slander on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> That's true. We still love them, but they're little assholes. That's oh fair. yeah. No, I love cats, but they're dicks. Um, so yeah, that was that was Magus's uh, side mission. Yeah, which is uh, nice we'll go into Lucas because Lucas wasn't. I mean, it was a lo- it was a lot of <clears throat> going back and forth between time periods, but it was relatively oh, is this the fucking Sunstone? This is the Sunstone. So, so I... the reason why I did all of this mm-hmm. was because I wanted the Rainbow Sword for Chrono, which I end up getting. I did get the sword for Chrono. So I I know about this from the walkthrough. But there is a bit in the end of time where Gaspar is like, oh, you know, legend of a... And Melchior mentions it at the end of Marley's quest. He's like, oh, if I had another material, I could do... I could craft something else. 
uh, but it's, I said fuck that. I, I I go back and forth between it being a pain and being worth it because Chrono's Rainbow Sword, not the best sword because the best sword you can unlock you have to do with like through New Game Plus, but with our free first playthrough, this is the best sword you can get from Chrono. So first is you have to travel to um, 2300 AD and go to the Sun Palace, which one of the things we didn't talk about yet, it, which is cool, is now that you have the Epoch that can fly, there's actually other islands that you can go to. Like when you're on your map, it'll show little blue dots of places you've interacted with, but that doesn't mean those are the only places that you can go. There's other islands and there's other lands that you can go to that have interactable caves and other kind of systems that you can interact with. So the Sun Palace is just below, I think it's like to the most southern eastern island in 2300 AD. And immediately when you walk in there, you fight the Son of Suns, which is this red fireball with a bunch of fireballs surrounding it. The gimmick to him, which is a pain in the ass and is just RNG, is you can't hit the center because if you hit the center directly, for what it does very little damage and he'll counterattack with some massive fire attacks. They say... Obviously, Ruby Vest, where all your fire-resistant gear in here if you can. Um, but what you can do is you can attack the little flames. There's only one flame that's the correct one. If you hit the incorrect flame, again, we'll have this fire attack that counterattacks to you. If you hit the correct one, it'll bing, and then it'll do damage to the center. Which is like, cool. You just find that flame, and you just attack that. The problem is, he'll now do the thing where he'll spin his flames around him. And you have to try to figure out which flame was the correct one again and then rinse and repeat that until the sun is dead. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the <clears throat> orb that you're supposed to hit changes every battle. So if you die and come back, it won't be the same one. Uh, It was the same for me. Yeah, I swear. I, yeah. I thought I saw something in the walkthrough that said it could change, but I may be wrong. Um, no, I mean, well... I, I had a save state, so maybe it does change because I just save stated right there and then just loaded a save state until I beat the boss. Oh, no wonder why yours didn't change, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, maybe that, maybe that's fine. Okay, so what, what do you do after uh, having beat the sun guy? Okay, so after you do that, after you hit the correct flame enough times, you have to, you, you go a little bit deeper into the palace and there is like a screen and then you get the moonstone. Okay. But the moonstone needs to be left in direct sunlight for 65 million years. So it's a lot of like traveling back and forth between times to get this like stone to like its appropriate version and then giving that material to there's a lot of other th like side things here and there. You have to buy beef jerky and stuff like that, which is it's such what? a pain. <laughs> Ultimately, this material will turn into the material necessary to craft the Rainbow Sword. Obviously, after you beat Marley's side quest, which we'll get into right now, too. Uh, I, I did Marley's first, and then seeing all the stuff that Melchior can craft for us afterward, I went and did uh, Lucas' side quest. Lucas' side quest. Um, but Marley, I think Marley's the only one where you... Oh, well, besides Robo, I don't think you have to have the character to do the side quest, because I didn't have luca in my party to do that that sunstone side quest but marley's you have to have the character in your party to interact and, and to do the side quest itself mm -hmm. you did and <clears throat> there's also a nice bit of dialogue you can get so it starts yeah. off 600 ad um mm -hmm. and i just went into guardia castle because i was just walking around and i was like oh i've got marley with me let me go talk to the king and that because obviously yeah. there was the whole thing did did you do all three of these before you uh, yeah. revived Chrono? 
that's that's crazy all three of them um so you walk in and you can talk to the king and queen and the nice little nod was um the queen's like where's frog oh my god and you can swap and put frog in Uh your party um and then if you talk to her she'll be like oh frog i'm so glad that you're safe and he says to her he's like i'm sorry that i didn't manage to protect you your majesty and she's like no frog you did an amazing job you know everything that you do for the kingdom we wouldn't be here without you and she gives him praise and she's like i can never thank you enough and he gets on one knee and that's he's awesome. like he's like oh like your thanks is enough your majesty and i was like oh yeah. that's that's nice i like that yeah that is really nice because that was the whole thing with frog he was just like i feel like shit because i couldn't do literally my job yeah. like i my fucking my mentor died because i wasn't strong enough and i couldn't protect the queen because i wasn't strong enough so this is this was cool Growth. yes yes yeah and i don't I don't remember how I got it, but there's a character you can talk to called Toma. Yeah, you have to go to the. It's on. It's in 600 AD, um, and there's an island that has a uh, bar. And if you go talk to the bar, one of the people in the bar, they'll give you the the Toma pop. That's it. Which yeah. is which it was like her her husband or something like that. But essentially, what ends up happening is. Yeah. You go to mm. Right, so you you go to 1000 AD. Right. You find his grave. There's like a shrine that's dedicated to him because he was searching mm. for the rainbow shell. Right. And, and he asked you, if I ever don't find the rainbow shell, pour this on my grave. That was it. Yes. So you go to the grave, you pour one out for Toma, and then <sighs> <laughs> he appears and he's like, "Psych." I did find the rainbow shell and it's located over there. And Fortunately, to... I am a ghost, so yeah. you have to do it for me. You go to go over there and uh, there's nothing there because it's a thousand AD. Yep. So you go back in time to when the geology was different and now yeah, there's, there's a, a full like there's a full island there that has that that cave on it. Mm-hmm. There's a full island. Um and yeah. correct me if I'm wrong as well, this island is also the Tyranno lair from prehistoric yes. time. Yeah, yes, it, it kept saying, I, I don't know if it was, it's exactly it, because it, it kept saying there was like hints and nods, like this will look familiar to the Tyranno layer. So it's like, I don't know if it is the Tyranno layer nods. or if it's similar to the Tyranno layer. So my my understanding is that it is the ruins of the Tyranno layer because okay. of everything that happened with Lavos and causing the Ice Age and, you know, right, right, right. being 65 million years ago and stuff. Um, But yes, so we're going through... And of course, our favorite buddy, uh, Black Tyranno, is here. Which now he's Rust Tyranno. He's yes. a big, beefy Rust boy now. Twenty five thousand HP. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, spongy. Yeah, and and, and that's I think the perfect example, uh, or what how to call him is like he's just kind of spongy. I didn't necessarily struggle with him too much. It was just kind of a long grind to, to kind of whittle down his health. Yeah, um, so I but was... he has the same mechanic as the original Tyranno where he like counts down and during that time he has like weakened defenses and then he'll do an attack and then he'll kind of just rinse and repeat that until you defeat him. Yeah, and so I just found myself attacking him and then because I had Frog and Marley in the party, they have a really, really good dual tech called Double Cure that heals the entire party back to max health and gets rid of any status ailments. Um, so after he attacked, I would have them double cure 
have Isla attack him and then just go back into the pattern of everyone attacking him. Did you say that cures status ailments too? I'm 99% sure it kills. It still kills status ailments. Because my biggest kind of like hurdle with a lot of this, I I got the armor that protects um, Magus from status, but confusion screwed me so many instances oh. just like attacking my own team and missing attacks and using turns that way i would to heal and now i can't because i because robo's confused did you get the um because there's a bunch there's some items you can get uh a uh vig- vigilant helm or something and that gives status immunity to whoever wears it yeah and i didn't get that you can also sneaky sneaky you can take if you go onto Magus's character in his equipment, his accessory is Sharla's amulet, which gives him mm-hmm. status immunity. But when you give him the Doom Helm, that also gives him status immunity. So you just take that off, give him something else, and give the amulet to someone else. So I always had a party that mm-hmm. all three of them had status immunity. Yeah. Um But they also there's a really good triple tech as well that I didn't use because the three of them wasn't a good synergy but i believe it's chrono robo and marley get a triple tech called lifeline where it grants each of them a one-time use auto revive when they die this this all seems very helpful i'm i'm, I'm seeing more and more that my magus robo combination probably wasn't the best especially because i didn't have any triple attacks with with so that combination I, itself. the reason i didn't run magus is because i had no double or triple techs that involved magus and another party member yeah yeah i didn't either but the the thing was my magus had such good magic defense and i gave him an item that had good magic defense too and see, he had like more than thing. any of my other characters so he could like tank any kind of magic hit so I was like, and bro's putting out a ton of magic damage too he can tank he's very offensive and he's always got access to lightning water fire which right. is super helpful um but anyway yeah um, you end up beating uh rusty tyranno and you discover the rainbow shell but it's too fucking heavy shit's shit's big it's way too big yeah man it looks like a fucking uh like a fucking articuno fossil or something (laughs) like it's (laughs) it's fucking uh, fair enough it's true to its name it's big and it's a shell that's colored like a rainbow wow yeah and apparently uh, the King Guardier is swollen up to lift this because we go to him and ask him to to lift it, which I, I really like because I had been looking at the walkthrough and literally all you do is kind of walk like you're leaving and it'll like cut to the castle and it'll just be like, yeah, I got I this. Was so like, okay, I don't have to travel back and forth. I appreciate that so much. When I, I went to leave the Tyranno Lair and I was like, oh my God, I have to go all the way back to the castle. And then it faded to black and I was in front of the King and that I was like, oh, sweet Jesus. Thank you. Um, and he, I can't remember what you say to him about it, but he basically is like, oh, if this means that much to you, then it must be important. And he orders his guard captain to go and collect it. And he says, we're going to keep it at the castle as an heirloom. Yeah. Uh, and so now I, does something prompt you to go back to a thousand AD? Um, I don't believe anything prompts you. I think you just go back. And if you... You, you yeah. can choose to go back, and you can choose to go to Guardia Castle. This um, is where you have to have Marley in your party. Yes, because Marley gets into a big 
domestic tiff with her dad. Right. Um, and her dad is basically like, you don't want to be here. Fine. Fuck off. Don't come back. Yeah. That's uh, it. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. No, and then I was trying to think what happens after. Basically, you, you go back. I, did, I just sped through this. I had this held the speed up button and I fought the boss at the end of this. And I was like, cool. So you don't know any of the plot? Uh, no. no, her dad's on trial for something, and then the, the this the is the best. Like, <laughs> this is the best. No, no, I, I know. I this. I, when I was playing through this, I was like, this probably seems significant. Like it's probably good, <laughs> but I could not care so, at the moment. So basically, what happens is right after you have gone and got the rainbow shell, you have now altered the timeline, and yeah, four hundred years down the line, you go back and you find out your dad is on trial. And the Chancellor is saying, hey, he knew about this rainbow shell artifact, and he has been selling bits of this artifact to people because it's worth a shit ton of money, and he's not been sharing that money with the kingdom. He's basically been embezzling funds. And so your dad is on trial, like you said. So your mission now is to find the rainbow shell. And yes. the rainbow shell is in the basement of the castle, so you go down mm -hmm. to the basement. There's a bunch of bosses for you to fight. And you, I don't think there's a boss in this section, is there? It's just kind of like enemy rushes. Well, you do fight the Chancellor. That's just after this bit. Right. You, there's you do... just, there's just a bunch of normal enemies and they're like some of the intro level enemies. So they're like a piece of cake. Yeah. So you, you get the rainbow shell where you break a piece off and then you go back to the courtroom mm -hmm. and your dad's been found guilty four to one. And so... They're like, well, we're going to kill you. And you come in and you're like, no, look, I have this piece of the rainbow shell. Mm -hmm. And you explain like, you know, he didn't know it was there because the chance is basically like, if you know about it, prove it, like bring it back, right. you know, prove that your dad hasn't sold this artifact. Right. That it's still somewhere in the castle. Yeah. So you come back with proof and then the chancellor's like, god damn it you weren't supposed to be able to find that you've ruined my plan i'm a transform into a yakra and i'm yakra the 13th oh yakra the 13th baby roman numerals are hard <laughs> ancient ancestor of the yakra that you murdered 400 years ago in the cathedral He's and i'm for here revenge. for my revenge yes. classic and uh you wipe the floor with him. I don't remember him being particularly hard. Nah, he's he's pretty straightforward. And uh, everyone's like, oh, shit. Um, we forgot about those Yakra people. <laughs> we forgot we murdered <laughs> them. Um, and now yeah. your your king, your father, is, is uh, cleared of any wrongdoing. There's a nice little right. reunion. Because you blame him. Marley blames him for his mother's death. For her mother's death. Mm -hmm. She's like, you know, death, she's yeah. like, what did you do? You went there for mother, blah, 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 blah. They yeah. reconcile. They make amends. <clears throat> this is when you can do the Melchior shows up and he goes to investigate the rainbow shell and you can you can craft like the prism dress or you can craft, craft the prism helms. What did you craft? And then you can do what? What did you craft? Uh, the dress. Yeah, the dress is so good, bro. Yeah, like, dress is great. I was like, old the dress. So yeah, you you carved the prism dress, and then 
did you you didn't do the Sunstone thing in the end, did you? Or you did? I did. I, I just hadn't done it at this point. I did Marley's quest first. And after talking to him and talking about like, oh, the stone and then the rainbow sword, I was like, okay. So then I went back and did Lucas quest, got the sunstone stuff. And oh, so that's how you get the it. rainbow sword. That's how you get the rainbow sword. Yeah. Right, okay. Which is Kronos ultimate, ultimate weapon. Uh, the other thing is after you beat Yakra, if you go back to the courtroom, you can find the Yakra key in the room. And if you go down to the basement, and open a chest, that's where the real chancellor was, is hiding. And oh, he I didn't free kidnapped him. Yeah, he's just <laughs> in your lore. He's still just trapped in that chest down there. I didn't know. <laughs> sure, blissfully unaware. Like we couldn't find the real chancellor. Ignorance is king. Uh, which I remember, he was the one when we first started that was just like Chrono was a murderer, and we're like, bro, whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't kidnap yeah. the princess. Whoa, whoa, She's whoa, right whoa. here. Wasn't he shady in that bit as well? I swear he was like up to something. He, I remember him being shady. Um, but yeah, that pretty much wraps it up the side quests that we done. There's a couple other ones. And then one of them has the very iconic campfire scene that I know a lot of people talk about. I think that fucking love that artwork. I've not done that side quest, but I love that artwork. I'm pretty yeah, sure that's it's, it's Isla's side quest. Really cool. Yeah. Isla's side. It says Fiona's side quest on the walkthrough. Oh, oh no. I see. I've never interacted with this Fiona woman. She's the woman yeah. who lives in a thousand AD in a hut. Like in a house, mm, just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I and... didn't. I literally didn't interact with her at all. Okay, well, we're gonna take a quick music break here, and when we come back, <laughs> we're gonna be talking to you about this ending of this game and our experience with it, and then we'll be wrapping up our final thoughts here. So, motherfucking levels. Okay, so going into this end game and fighting Lavos, from what I've seen, there's kind of three different paths that you can take. The most direct one is the Black Omen, which is the the ocean palace that lifted from the from the under the water and now is present in all time periods time periods across the the world here. Mm-hmm. You can go through the Black Omen, you talk to Zeal, Queen Zeal, and she tells you, like, the, the Earth has 999 years or something left, and after that, Lavos will reign free, and Lavos will be destroying the world. Um, you go through, and I, Ben, you did this, so you can talk about this a little bit. I fought the Mega Mutant and couldn't beat it, and I was like, peace, I'm going to go do one of the Bro, other two Oh, this Mega Mutant because... sucks big time. So, because it shows a couple of these in the walkthrough. Is this just like if you do because it tells you you can you can do this attempt in different like three times in three different time periods? Mm-hmm. Is that the mutant in the three different time periods? Or when you go into the Black Omen, you fight the Mega Mutant, you fight the Giga Mutant, you fight the Terra Mutant, all back to oh, geez. it's not back right. to back, bro. That's the worst bit, right? You fight 
the Gigamute. Basically, you fight, you go talk to Queen Zeal, and she yeah. is like, she disappears and she fades into a void, and she summons the first mutant. He's fucking hard. Yes, you manage to beat him, uh, and then you are making your way through the Black Omen to the heart of the ship, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and along the way, there are a bunch of other really fucking just enemies that takes they take a lot of hits and they deal a lot of damage. So it feels bad to say it's like a resource drain, but it is basically just a resource drain. You get partway through, and you're you now fight the second mutant. And weirdly Bigger enough, mutant. the second mutant isn't that bad. That's oh, not that's not terrible. He was he's very similar to the first one. You then continue making your way through, uh, up and down some lifts, beating more enemies. And then you come to the final fucking mutant, the terror mutant. That one is a prick to beat because the whole gimmick with this one is that the top half. Uh, they're both each each of the mutants. They have two targetable halves. Mm. But on the third one, the top half doesn't have that much health. Really, it's like a realistic amount. The bottom half has like twenty thousand HP. Yeah, and it heals the top part of, of the body. Does it bring it back to life after you destroy it, or does it just heal it? No, luckily it doesn't. Okay. That's good. There's a couple of bosses that did that. Yes, uh, but no. Luckily, once you defeat top half, you then just have to attack and defeat bottom half. But yeah. it heals for like a thousand and something each turn, and it will oh, also so it will also suck in your teammates and take like three hundred of their health to heal itself heal. as well. That's the worst. And it steals MP, and it's just. That shit sucks because MP difficult. management is a thing that I was always like spamming elixirs and ethers and stuff. So when there was enemies that like took your MP, I was heartbroken because I was like, "This is how I'm surviving right yeah, now." This is my how could you do this? <laughs> this is my livelihood. This is my world. But yeah, so you you eventually beat him. It's it's more just a sort of slugfest more than anything. You're I, I'm. I was just gonna say, I'm curious of like how what happens afterwards. Obviously, you could go into finding some of the, the labo spawn, but yeah, talk to me about your experience with that. Because I'll go after you talk about that, I'll go into how I got into fighting labos. What well, with the level spawn? The final form. Yeah, the level spawn are relatively straightforward if you know yeah. the gimmick. Um, they just look a little chunky, and you just don't attack the shell. You just attack that. That is it, literally. Yeah. If you if you attack the shell. It responds with a needle counter attack that does a shit yeah. ton of damage, um, and so they kind of just become more hindrances more than anything because you're kind of yeah. just. Yeah. We also fought them a couple times before, so that we know that yeah. they're like not a, not a really big deal either. No, no, and they're, they're kind of these are like elder spawn, so they've got a bit more health than the ones we fought on Death Peak. But, but that's really it. They're just like I said. They're just it. a little chunkier. Yeah, that is that's literally it. Um, and then I think there's like three or four of them that you have to make your way through. And then eventually in, in the Black Omen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the Black Omen. There's oh wow. Like, there's at least two or three minimum that I remember. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, you make your way to 
Queen Zeal. And this boss fight is worse than the fucking mutant boss fights. <laughs> Oh, no. This one, I, I see that she can drain ten MP from your allies, which is awful. Yes, so she has three forms. Her first form, she likes to do a move that reduces your entire party to one HP. That's also the first move that she does in the boss Fucking battle. Of course. Um, so you spend your first turn healing. Uh, you hack away at her, hack away at her. She likes using that one HP turn like move very frequently. So mm. a lot of your turns. That's why I was running or Chrono. Yeah, that's why I was running. Sorry, I was running Chrono Frog and uh, Marley. Marley. Just to was, have the double heal on there, having that double cure, having Chrono attack them to heal, and then just carrying on. I should have done that. Uh, second phase, she is basically yes. Yeah, she's like oh my power enough isn't alone. I'm going to fuse with the Mammon machine. Not even, like, absorb, just fuse with the Mammon machine. This one is relatively straightforward. This phase yeah, is terrible. Yeah, it doesn't terrible. seem like, like, from the walkthrough here, it seems like she just has two attacks that don't, don't do a ton of damage. She has 18,000 HP, which is a lot, but it's it again like her attacks really did a lot of damage. It's more sort of other resource drain, because... You're using that MP, so you're using elixirs, you're using uh, healing spells or mm. potions, whatever. And then, then you get the final fucking form, where I don't even know what that bitch has done to get to the final form, but the final form is just a giant face with two hands. I like in the walkthrough, if you look at the hands, it just kind of looks like that. Like her two, her two middle fingers are forward. Like she's just like, like fuck you. You're going to have She is probably is flipping you off, man. Um, so there is a gimmick to this boss. 20,000 each hand. Ooh. Yes, but there's a gimmick. Destroy the head and then the hands die. So you only have to oh. defeat the head. Mm. Oh, that's good. Uh, head also has a shit ton of health. Um is capable of doing moves that reduce you to one HP for the entire party. That's exciting. God, that's such a pain. Hands can inflict confuse and worse, worse drain status, MP. And each of the hands also attacks um, and has a purple ray that they use. It only does like mm -hmm. 50, but... The amount of times I lost to this boss because the head would reduce all of my HP to one and then the hands would like death ray two people and kill them because it does 50 when they're on one HP. Uh, this 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 sucked. <laughs> this sucked. Yeah, this looks time. like this looks like a pain. This like, yeah. being able to heal and the one eight the one HP thing is just like <sighs> Yeah. The one HP thing. It hurts me just to read. Sucks. Um and so, you know, she's Constantly knocking you down to one HP, constantly stealing your MP, and yeah. it's it's just annoying. It's not. Yeah. It's definitely not the worst of it because we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> yeah. No, because you kind of. I don't know about you guys, but like, when it comes to RPG bosses and stuff, I find myself I get a rhythm, like I know what yeah, I'm 100%. doing. Yeah. I'm like, okay, right, yeah. this is. I'm healing. I'm attacking. I'm attacking. I'm healing. Right. Like I kind of right. You, you get you. You first start the boss. You're kind of kind of figuring out, figuring out what they can do and everything. But once you get into that rhythm, you know that cool. 
you see that attack i know in this turn sometimes you can predict too you can be like, yeah. cool they're gonna do this next i'm just gonna heal promptly from that so i can heal the damage that's going to be taken yeah and it, it got to the point where like i had like 20 odd lapises which are oh uh, yeah i had a lot of lapises too which are really like, nice they heal the entire party for 200 and i boosted marley's what? speed marley had like 16 speed at the end of my game because I think our fastest was I think uh, Magus had like 13 or 14 so I, I gave her like shit tons of stuff just to boost her speed speed capsules mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff so yeah. because I was like she's my healer I want her to be fast as hell and mm-hmm. the amount of times that even just using the lapis with Marley saved my party from being wiped out after a 1 yeah. HP move was so many times um <laughs> But after you beat Queen Zeal, she's like, you know, fucking, you you bested me. Uh, I'm going to send you to Lavos himself. And you get... Do you you automatically go to Lavos phase one after this? Oh, no! So there there is a little bit of respite because you go to Lavos phase one. But Lavos does this fin where in between each of the phases... You get time you can, to heal. You can heal and you can do... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't save. Um, but you can you heal. You can heal. Well, I can save. But... You can fucking... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this leads into kind of my experience with it. So the, the Black Omen was one of the routes you can take. The Black Omen's great if you're trying to grind through, get some extra levels and stuff, see a little bit of extra dialogue from Queen Zeal herself up into this Lavos Phase 1 fight. The other option you can do is you can fly the Epoch to 1999 and then just drive the epoch straight into lavos himself what this does is it kind of skips lavos phase one and phase two and brings you to his final form uh, i tried that first mistake because lava <laughs> his final form it would just one shot me immediately all my characters wow, first really move. i was like cool let's not do that let's well this is before any grinding happened this oh was, okay this, right. is, this is pre, before any this side pre, quests pre-grind game too. This is when we. This is not only pre-grinding. This is pre-side questing. I did this before the side quests, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, let's do let's let's grind up. Let's do some side quests before." So the route that I did is in the um, the end of time. There's like the bucket there, and you can teleport to Lavos. This just brings you to Lavos Phase One automatically, so you don't have to do any of the Black Omen stuff. It's not going to thrust you into Lavos's final form. It just brings you there. Yes. Um, what I did was I was like, let me let let's grind a little bit because let's see if we can be a little bit better level for this. So I just went to um, the Geno Dome in twenty three hundred AD, and there's that first kind of conveyor belt that's a couple of robots. You just grind you that forever because they just respawn. You get like five thousand XP for every one round up of Damn. a uh, conveyor belt, and I just did that over and over and over again. And you got that fucking speed boost on with the emulator as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just it didn't take long. We, what, we did the so like, forty five minutes we or went, so. We did it for like an hour. We went. I went in there like level fifty five and ended at level like seventy two. Yeah. So I gained like twenty levels in. Bro, that's just, just enough doing... time for the edibles to kick in, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we maxed our HP and our MP, so all was yeah. MP and HP were both maxed at nine nine nine. MP is at ninety nine. Um, Which so yeah, so we can, we. Can, Right, exactly. Yeah, it didn't so we matter. can go into Lavos Phase One, which I actually really—I get your guys' opinion too—but I enjoyed this first Lavos fight. You see a lot of RPGs, and you see a lot of final bosses kind of reiterating and just redoing boss fights from the whole game. 
which this does, but instead of just fighting the boss itself, Lavos takes the gimmick of the boss yeah. and uses that. So you're still fighting Lavos, but Lavos takes the boss from takes the gimmick of the boss, all the bosses that you have fought, and uses that. If and every time, it, like it, it would be fine. Like it's a yeah. good boss fight. <laughs> it's well designed. It's like hard. Yeah. It's challenging, but not so challenging yeah. that it's impossible. Like it's it's well, a the, the challenging game. part to it is that you're always on your toes. You have to yeah. constantly switch your game plan of how you're tackling Lavos because it's like he can only he's immune to physical attacks now. He can only be hit by the um element that he uses, like like yeah. Magus's stuff. So that's cool because it kind of keeps you on your toes with all these different boss fights. As you and go through each section, it'll like fade and it'll yeah. show the boss and it'll fade back Thankfully, in. Thankfully. There is also the ability to change parties and heal in between each bit. In between. So each yeah. phase is like, oh, Lavos is changing. He'll change, he'll show the next boss, and then you'll have a down period. You can heal, mm-hmm. gain MP, you can do all of that, and then you can just, you have to go and interact with Lavos physically to move on to the next phase. But and like I was saying, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was a good way of kind of like reusing bosses without actually having to be like, we have to fight the dragon tank again, we have to fight maggots again, which I guess would be weird since we have maggots on our team. But also, again, to talk about environmental storytelling and everything, it also mm. is symbolic in a way of the fact that Lavos has had his hand in this all along. From yeah. 65 million BC, he has been watching Lavos. and, you know, overseeing everything that's happened and, you know, giving these creatures their power and you know, basically waiting for his time. So he's like, well, these are the strongest creatures on the planet. So I'm going to take on their forms because that's going to give me the best yeah. chance of surviving this attack. Yeah. Um, and even moving on to the second phase, the second phase, I, I would say, is, is much under much more underwhelming than the first because it's just Lavos. He has 10,000 HP. You attack his head and that's, that's really it. I didn't have a problem with it. I beat him on my first try because... 10,000 HP isn't hard at all. It, it was funny when I was going through the walkthrough and on phase one, it says variable. I freaked out because I was like, what is, what is variable <laughs> HP, man? But it's just like with each boss, his health will pull will change. I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But after beating the phase two brings you to the final battle. So you are in Lavos's second form, which he's this big uh, Frieza looking green tentacle monster. So the thing that confuses me, right? There's two things that confuse me a little bit. This is second form. Yeah. So you defeat this and then you're like, oh, I was like, oh my God, I I beat the game. Um, But it turns out that that was just his shell and that Lavos is actually inside. Inside. Right. Uh, what, What I like too is you're right. So you beat the shell and now you can crawl inside of Lavos. And in there is a safe spot. You can take the portal and leave and you can come back and you don't have to fight the first two phases again, which is super nice because I went back, bought a shit ton of items, came back. Um, also, after doing Marley's side quest in, in Medina Village, that's the cheapest the items ever get. So I just bought like 99 of a lot of big items. So I did the Lost Sanctum side quests. Mm, I see. Which is when the Black Omen appears, it summons two portals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can go through there and there's basically, you find out the Reptites didn't die. They now actually Mm -hmm. live underground and there's side quests you can do for them where you clear out an area of enemies and that opens up 
um, you do it in the previous time and that opens up a shop where you can buy some bits and then when you go to the future you go into the lost sanctum they're still hiding and they're like oh my god you're the hairless apes are you the hairless apes of legend that saved us that saved us from um you know saved us from death in 12,000 bc and so they're friendly to you you go and help you go and help them again and there's a guy there who sells elixirs and he has like 20 elixirs and I bought oh, every God, single fucking one so of them. So nice. Cause I just I bought ethers, but ethers only heal ten MP. And when oh. you're fighting bosses, I can also take MP. It's and the just fact like... that you can use, you can have one character use an elixir on another character, is awesome. I so fucking genius. love that. Dang, I wish I would have had elixirs. Just that made this easy. Load magus up with elixirs using any of the other characters and just yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, that leads into the Lavos's second form. <sighs> Sorry, if you had used the Epoch, you could have skipped the Black Omen, skipped Lavos Phase 1 and 2, and just yep. crashed through the side of the shell. And, yes. got- and then just came into this. Yep. If I just crashed into the shell, I would have been underprepared as shit. That's what I did the first time, my first yeah, save state I had. And I went in there, and I ass. got one shot, but he did his little attack, and it one-shot everybody. It's funny, because in that, I saw it did like a 1,000 damage to everybody, and I was like, crap, that's crazy. And then after I grinded and went back to fight him, he did that attack again and did a hundred to everybody, which I was like, <laughs> so that's the weird thing is that like he was doing 700 to me, except for Marley, who had the prismatic dress, who was only taking like 200 and something. Yeah. But yes, we are, we are now facing uh level cell. Level cell, Frieza, final Bus. second form. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so his head, his head has twenty thousand, mm. and his left arm and his, his twelve, and his right arm has eight. The gimmick to this, which we've learned in a lot of them, is destroy the arms and then destroy the head, which is what you'll do because I think that the left arm, the left arm, can also heal, which is we've seen that before in, in other bosses as well. Yeah. Um, but he has a slew of attacks that he can throw at you. I when I was Ooh, fighting, yes. I was like, "There's more. This is another new attack that I haven't seen." Mm-hmm. Yep. And also, the walkthrough uh, lists doesn't list certain attacks that people do. So when I was doing the Queen Zeal fight, she kept doing this move called Starburst that did like four hundred damage to each of my party and Heavenly Gate. And I was looking through the walkthrough, I was like, "Where the fuck are these moves?" Something something I noticed too is things are called something different in the walkthrough than they are in the game. Like they're just they revamped a things. bunch of names for the DS version. Yeah, and I so think it might just be that the, they're the same move. They're just called something different. Oh, it might be. Yeah. But I was yeah. sitting there and I was struggling with Queen Zeal and there was these moves that weren't in the walkthrough. And I was like, did I download like a fucking cracked ROM file or something? Like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> so when it's I found out you guys were struggling as well, I was like, oh, okay, right, fine. It's, it's, yeah. it's not just me. It's, it's not just, it's not can't just, just you. Can't um, just blame I, the, the ROM. Yeah. <laughs> I think after the grinding and coming back to Lavos' second form, I'm pretty sure I beat it the first time trying it after by the post grinding, post steroids, not natty at all, uh, grind session. Mm-hmm. I... It was it was fine. It was just healing in his attacks. The one that does the most damage, he has like this flame, a fire attack that did oh. like four to six hundred on some of my characters. 
which he didn't do very often, but when he did, it was just like, okay, let's stop what we're doing, heal everybody, cool, okay, yeah. now let's go back. And that was the that was the thing as well, is like so in the Black Omen, you can charm the Queen's Eel bosses and get mega elixirs. I had one mega elixir that I used. Oh, in the... We should say, if you don't know, mega elixirs do a full HP MP restore of the entire party. So nice. So nice. Doesn't matter what the core, though. No. Um, but yeah, so I. I struggled with the first stage and it was always very hit or miss if I managed to beat the first stage. It basically came down to... So the f- the first thing that happens is he, like, bombards you with these laser beams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was leaving Chrono with 100 health, Frog with 100 health, but Marley had, like, 600 because of her prismatic dress. She took barely any damage. Yeah. So now began, now began the game of, uh, of Cat and Mouse of... <laughs> Can I heal yeah. before Mav- Lavos enough. kills me? Love because it. the body does attacks, but then the hand also shoot these like boomerang-looking projectiles that were mm-hmm. doing anywhere from 150 to 200 damage, and each hand throws them. So I would manage to heal after the initial attack, but then later on he would do like that flame move that you were talking about, wipe everyone down really low, and then I'd have Isla, like uh, Marley, ready to cure someone, but then Lavos would do an attack hand and kill Marley or kill the person I was trying to heal. So now I have to revive them. I have to revive them. And I, I had like a good amount of Thinian waters, but they are pointless in these situations. Bro. If you if you don't have enough time to like heal immediately after that Thinian water, it is useless. Fifty HP so, is nothing yeah, between the damage that they're doing. Chrono learns raise. Right, which is good. That revives him back to like half health. But Unless he's the one who's, who needs the rewrite. It's all about Marley, mate. Marley has a move that revives uh, ally to full health. Okay, maybe I need to bring Marley into my team. One of the things I like about the leveling system is everyone levels. Everyone, even. yeah. So all my characters are the exact same level. So maybe I'll but swap Marley into here. Only problem you have with that is Marley hasn't been getting the TP. Which means she's not going to know the moves, so you're going to have to. I'll just go grind. back and go through and do uh, the Black Omen. Yeah, if you if you do Black Omen, uh, you'll be able to grind and get like the double cure and all of that stuff. Yeah, or just do the um, Genodome uh, pathway yeah. over and over again on speed up. Yeah. I don't know why, but I, Genodome is a thing, and we've said it multiple times in the playthrough. But I was like, <laughs> do you mean that, that was from a Super Mario RPG guy? Gosh. It's the first time I've talked in like 15 right. minutes, and you're gonna shit on me for being <laughs> for being right. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But should you beat the first form? Yes, which is which we find out was Lavos's plan the entire time. He needed his his little core to be exposed, and now we see Lavos's final true form. Something about little core being exposed is gross. Expose your little core for me, mm. which is the Lavos core, and the, the the biggest bait and switch gimmick to this. Oh yeah, which if you didn't have a walkthrough, or if you didn't have a guide as a kid playing through this, also fucking children of the 90s were built different because this game was weird and impossible mm-hmm. uh but the whole thing is there's a character in the middle and there's two things on the side which we've seen lots of times lots of situations lots of bosses throughout this this fight do that but 
the middle is not the true Lavos, the one you have to beat. It's the one on the right. That's the no one. If you defeat that indication one, indication that that's the one. No message from Melchior or Gaspar yeah. from the ends of time. Yeah, the Absolutely only thing that you that would maybe prompt you to do that is you can kill the other two. They don't have that much health. The middle levels has ten thousand, which is nothing compared to the things we fought before. And then the one on the left bit has two thousand. So like those, I, I killed both of those to the time where there's just only the right one. Um, so if you did that, you're like nothing happened. What do I have to do? You must put two into together. But the right bit has thirty thousand HP, which, correct me if I'm wrong, is the most HP that we've seen so far, right? As far as I'm aware, yeah. yes. Well, other than that, what is the one that could Other than attack? the Ocean Palace, Lavos. Oh, yeah, but that was like the Lavos that... Just merged you fucking first turn. Yeah. No, but there's also the, you the could, in that theory, literally physically but... can't attack you. It's like the gimmick boss, yeah. but has 30,000. But it's just a, a bullet sponge. So, as we said in the beginning of this episode, and we were being full transparent, neither of us... on the name, of us, I apologize. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. None of us beat this Lavos core. No. Because the problem is 30,000 HP and you defeat the humanoid in the middle, but the one on the left heals and the real Lavos core revives and so you're in this cycle of um, defeating the left pod so it can't heal and then attacking the right pod but then the right pod reveals the left pod and you're like, okay, I've got this rhythm and then the game's like guess what? Uh, the dude Fuck in the you. middle secretly knows all of the strongest magic and physical attack moves in the fucking game. That's my problem. Because the, the, in theory, this like uh, mechanic, fine. like Relatively straightforward. I, doable. Because I, I would get... To, and you know when the boss fight starts changing because like, their background becomes red. There's all this like stuff happening in the background. And even his ultimate magic attack, my team can tank. My team tanks no problem. He goes for the ultimate physical attack. That does anywhere between 600 and 800 damage. That mm. is like 90% of my character's health. Yeah. And at that point, it's a, it's a frantic rush to heal everybody. And the problem is if they attack after that, Chrono goes down. I can't, I can't revive people. And it, it's that physical attack. That's the only thing that stops me. And is that's, once he uses that, I, I can't get my momentum back. That's the back. fucking problem. Because... He uses those physical or magical attacks, those really strong attacks. And if you do manage to tank it, now you have to revive. But the pods can also attack you. And they only do like 100 to 150. It's nothing. But when you're barely surviving after those attacks from the middle humanoid Lavos, it's game over. And like Jared said, if you if you lose that rhythm, then that's it, you know, and it's so yeah. hard to get that rhythm back. And it's it's purely RNG because the humanoid in the middle, I don't know if you guys experienced it, but he barely attacks. He yeah. just pops off out of nowhere ever so often and just deals you for like 900 damage and then just sits in the corner and doesn't say anything. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, interesting. So I mm-hmm. he does have he he's done a couple of things. There's one that's called time warp that like changed the background or whatever. That and changes so apparently what this... the moves that he can do. Yes, I didn't know that. Neither did I, and I haven't figured out what ones are what because each he basically you're fighting in this void of time, 
and depending on the time that he teleports to depends on the attacks that he does okay okay i see here so it, sh- it, it, it essentially in the background it'll show the area or the environment as he's using the time warp and like you said that will determine his special attack that he uses so if you see the hunting range from 65 million bc so the old dinosaur land Mm-hmm. that's when he's going to go into a physical attack. So I guess at that moment, I, can't, I mean, I guess you can't even prepare for that. I, I have spheres. full HP and that gets rid of 90% of my health. Do you have barrier spheres throughout the game? I do have barrier spheres. That's special, isn't it? Uh, There's two of them. One's special and one's physical. Okay. Um, And it grants temporary resistance the same as that prismatic it's like a, dress it's like a does. third it's like a third resistance of the that physical or, yeah yeah i'll have to see because i know i had some that did special so i wasn't using those because like i said my the the ultimate magic attack my team can tank pretty well it is about two to three hundred on the team so that's not really detrimental but then again the, the problem is one. can you get those spheres off before he does the physical attack right and there's just there's so much panic. Like I, I get down to like 100 HP, and you're like, now you have to heal now, or you lose. And it's like, mm-hmm. and then I heal the wrong person, and I'll attack the wrong thing because my fat I'm, thumbs are pressing the wrong buttons. I'm, I'm panicking as well because Marley has a move called Haste that brings about ally turns Speed, quicker. Right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if there's a sort of gimmick I could do where I like Haste one of the teammates to get the attacks off quicker to get the left pod out the yeah. way quicker like it's it's so interesting too because if this was just and not like blaming the mechanics of the game because this is how how they're doing it if this was just like traditional turn based i feel like it would almost be easier like if you had like this is your turn what are you doing you can take your time to think about it you can take your time to decide and then you do your turn now it's their turn if it was that it would have been like oh yeah like it's not me like trying to heal and thinking about, okay, okay, okay go down to heal, pick who I'm healing. But in that time, they can attack me and kill me. Like that's, what, that's where the stress comes from. Brings me to a big critique I have of the game is that if you're going to have this, I, lo- I love the idea of enemies being able to attack you while you're waiting for your turn. Right. No, don't get me wrong. I, awesome. I do enjoy that. I like I like uh, RPGs that have that kind of mechanic. I was just saying that like but, a turn-based one would make this. Yeah. Simpler, so that's that's what I was gonna say though is that RPGs are strategy in a sense. Yeah. Right. You need to know to some extent what's coming and roughly when it's coming, and so the uncertainty of when that physical attack is coming or when that pod is going to revive the other pod, throws that strategy completely out the window and makes it, like you said, this frantic, like, oh, shit, I need to heal, I need to attack, I need to do this, I need to do that. And it completely throws that strategy out the window whatsoever and just, as far as I can tell, just leaves it purely down to chance and RNG of when you can heal and when they attack. And yeah. you just pray to the fucking gods that you manage to heal before they attack you. Yeah. Like we said, neither of us... I mean, I'm going to beat Lavos. I'm going to do this. I just wasn't able to do this in the amount of time that we needed to record this fucking podcast episode, this finale. But I will not be defeated. I will beat Chrono Trigger. I will do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Ben's going to do it, but I... No, I'm gonna we'll, do it. we'll see. 
Ben wants to uh, finish moving his room around before That's he That's devotes fair. any time to Chrono Trigger. Uh, I would like to be able to come out the other side of it and say that I'd done it. Yeah, um, I agree. I also want that. But just... Yeah. So for for us the and I imagine Ben too because he did a similar route. The ending we would have gotten is pretty much you know we've we've saved the world. Everything is uh, hunky dory. We go back to our time period, a thousand A.D. You can walk around the Millennium Fair with Marley, and we say goodbye to each one of our. Um, oh yeah, this teammates. is the Bill and Ted's one, isn't it? <laughs> the Bill and yeah, Ted's we say goodbye to each one of our teammates, and they go back to their kind of respected time periods, and then we can, yeah, just happily ever after. To, we just happily ever after. Yeah, I'm assuming that makes any sense though. Well, isn't so there it? is a sequel to this game. Yes, and so I'm Chrono assuming Cross. that. Us having the epoch and Lavos maybe not dying because I don't. Did we mention that? No. Well, there's there's a little nod at the end after you beat it, where like the left one stays there for a bit longer before it disappears, and the walkthrough hints like, oh, maybe it, uh, maybe it's alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe I don't know if that plays into the sequel whatsoever. Um, I don't know because the 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 sequel has none of the same characters. <laughs> okay well there goes my theory um i just it, it it feels weird to me to i'm not saying they should go around as like the fucking time police or whatever but to have this epoch that can travel time and you know these bonds with these characters i mean these characters literally traveled through time to a fucking place called death peak Mm-hmm. to resurrect chrono yep. and it's just like oh we saved the world all right cool bye i guess i'm i'm going back to my time period also so the, the sequel the sequel works. has like characters and follows the story but it's like chrono's not it. the main character is a different character gotcha uh what if mm-hmm. you go back in time before you did the thing that you just did the world is still gonna end that's what i don't understand if you did something in the current moment that causes time to be changed, but you go back from before the time you did that, you have not solved anything. The problem will still remain. You would have to defeat Lavos at 65 million BC. Exactly. And then go into the future. And then anything forward is fine, but that's not what happened. So when those characters are going back to their time periods, they're going back before we solved any of the problems. And their lives will be exactly the same as they were before any of this happened. There is no difference. The only thing that matters is the moment it happens and forward from there on. Yeah, because you can't you can't even say about like a branch of the timeline because also, yeah, exactly. If if these characters had already left, they already exist in the other branches of the timeline, right? So they're already there. So why would they go back? There's gonna be two of them (laughs) just chilling. Just like I mean Magus did it with Janice. Yeah. It's true. Chilling with his chilling with his baby self. What was I saying? Oh yeah, so that seems like the canon ending. Um and you know, we've said all along about these other endings that kind of, you know, depending on where you beat Levos and who you have with you and did you crash the epoch or not. It's just kind of it's kind of left me sitting here going, 
okay, but what is the conclusion to this story? Right? Because I, I understand that these branching timelines and when things happen give different endings. But my brain says, okay, but what's the ending? How does this end? And I don't have that answer. We prevent Lavos from destroying the Earth because that's what happens when we lose to Lavos. And that's, that's it. So that's our friends happens. go back in time to a period mm-hmm. where they're eventually going to die and their world will eventually be destroyed from Lavos. But we stay correct. in the timeline where we defeated Lavos and we're all yes. good. Yes. 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 That sounds like a horrible they- ending. But they will die before Lavos destroys the Earth. Oh, it's like that climate change thing where it's like, I don't need to recycle and cut down my carbon emissions because exactly. I'll be dead <laughs> by the time that it affects anyone. But it also, also, this is a bootstrap paradox, guys, because they go back to the same timeline, which means that they're just going to go back and then we're going to come back and recruit them again and again and again and again. Because oh, bro, it's a fucking Where are they going back like... to? If we can Hell only go yeah, to one I point in time. I love bootstrap paradoxes. It doesn't matter. This is where the game breaks down. They establish the thing where you can only go to certain points in time. But the issue is, is that if that's true, then you're fucked. The only way this game works is if you can go to very specific moments in time. Because if technically you can go to the moment after Chrono already recruited like Robo or Marley or whatever and put them back in their time period, that's fine. Like, okay, then they'll just continue whatever life they had in that time period forward. But the whole shtick is that you can only go to one fucking point of time in all these different timelines. So it doesn't it doesn't do us any good. It's it's just a it's a broken system. We've of got time to travel. mention about the final boss fight just very quickly. Uh, he has a move that removes your immunity to status ailments. So all of those items <laughs> I had on me has. that yes. made me immune are now irrelevant. They were like, hey, how can we make this even more difficult? <laughs> so the thing I'm the thing I'm having trouble understanding as well is Yeah. Jared, you said that Lavos needed his core exposed to fill out his plan of destroying the earth. Correct. I I mean when when we were fighting him, I remember Robo had a yeah, comment the... and he's like, This is what he had planned all yeah, along. Yeah, it was what he planned. He needed to be breaked out of his weird little like thing. And we did that once again. We're the problem. If we just never would have done that shit, the world would have been fine. If we just like weren't a busybody and we just stayed at home, like not, yeah. he just would have been chilling in the center of the earth, unable to do. The world would have ended like it's going to eventually, anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So well, this is a yeah. good point to get into our our final thoughts here. We've finished Chrono Trigger. Chrono. Well, we haven't finished Chrono Trigger. Techni- Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Technically, we have finished. When you lose to Lavos yeah. in his finals form, you that watch. That is the an ending. Scene. You're right. There isn't. We have ended the game. There is a cutscene yes. of the Earth being blown up, and you go to the title screen. We have finished the game. It's not a satisfying ending, and it's not the ending that theoretically you can achieve if you beat there him. Is but actually we did a, get to the end. There's actually a message on there that says, um, yeah. "Like the future never changes," or something like that. Yeah. So, so you, you could almost the say. Future. That he is inevitable. Exactly. There you go. You're right. So yeah, so I'll take it. We we did credit it. Where <laughs> credit is due. We beat Chrono Trigger. We just didn't do the ending. Yeah. Yes. We just didn't the get the good ending that I wanted. Fucking million endings of this game. We just got the worst ending. Right. Okay. 
So let's go through and we'll give our final thoughts. Let's let's wrap it up in a nice succinct bow here. What is succinct? How mean? are you guys feeling? Uh, short short and sweet. to the point. Oh, I'm not promising that. Short and to the point. <laughs> Uh, as succinct as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, honestly, uh, you guys, which one do you guys want to go first? Because I feel like you're gonna have very a lot of similar points I here. Will go, ben, you want to go first? I can go. No, first. by all means, take the full. Okay. I came into this game uh, someone who did not particularly like JRPGs, and there is reason yep. for this. Um, usually, the play style, especially like top down. Uh, turn-based from the 90s these are all words that are what would be considered trigger words uh, things that cause me <laughs> deep existential dread and fear that i'm going to have uh 10 weeks of pain and suffering and this uh unfortunately uh, did not change my perspective on jrpgs and i'm not giving up hope there's probably you know once again i mean we talk about pokemon as a jrpg that i enjoy but whatever there's probably a adventurous <laughs> jrpg out there from the 90s for you'll me. never see and it coming well yeah it'll just fucking slam into me that was a double day. reference because uh, it's also in persona song but go on carry on i apologize okay whatever uh, <laughs> i i enjoyed aspects of this game i think that the ip itself like the concept of it is is interesting and could be great and and there's the world building while messy in some instances and confusing it seems that people can just the writers of this could just do things that they wanted to do and then prevent things that they didn't want to have happen in the world with no actual logic which you know it's fine it's a game from the 90s these people weren't professional storytellers they were just kind of gamey nerd developers who wanted to build something cool uh, and so yeah. that's not that's not their fault. That's it was the time, um, but there are lots of like inexcusable parts of this game that are just bad, just bad like bad storytelling, bad gameplay, weird, aggressive, unnecessarily hard aspects of this game. Things like the Chrono Doll that just has no explanation. That if you didn't have a walkthrough. You'd just be like, wow, what? I need a clone? How would you even know how to get there? You'd go to the future. Like, you wouldn't go to the fucking medieval times. Right, exactly. You, If you wanted to make a clone of someone, you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, the year fucking 1000 AD <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> this is where I need to be uh, to make a clone of a human being. Uh, it's just stuff like that where it's like, okay, sure, whatever. Like, It's a game. They made some choices at the end of the day. It is what it is. Um back to the you know this is the greatest game of all time this is one of the greatest jrpgs of all time this is an incredible experience i understand why someone would enjoy this game i do and it's i think it's the same reason why i enjoy pokemon pokemon is a game that i can forgive for not having a story because the gameplay itself for me is so interesting and so enjoyable that I can get past the point that the story sucks dick. <laughs> I already did not like turn-based RPGs. I have been very clear about that. And so I am even less willing to forgive this game for its faults because I don't enjoy the mechanics. But that being said, I'm sure that there are many people out there who, much like me with Pokemon, love this kind of play style, love the challenge. Yeah. They love the kind of 
non-specific gameplay and finding little secret items around the world and doing side missions i am sure and and i if you enjoy that i can see why you would enjoy this game from an objective reviewing perspective of all the games that i've played and all of the things that i've experienced this is a pretty mediocre game with a pretty mediocre story that did some interesting things for the time it was made and i will not take that away from it but you know it it exists in its time and place and it does not stand out from the early 90s when it was made it's not something that i'm like wow this is so ahead of its time that it is the same as games we're playing now like no it 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 definitely feels like an early 90s jrpg it's definitely difficult for the sake of being difficult um and i'm glad people love it but i do not and unless you are a person who very much enjoys this kind of play style and it is a very specific play style i don't think i would ever recommend this game to someone um unless they just want to play games that are lauded as good games like that's why we played it because it's something that's popular and something that people of a certain age and and genre enjoy and so therefore we get wrapped up in that but like you know there's other things in life (laughs) you can do and explore and play and so i don't know who this is for particularly i don't think i've ever met someone uh personally who i'd be like yeah this is something as a first time game as like oh, for sure as like never having played it before like that's the whole you know if yeah. you've played yeah. it before and you I love mean, it, I mean, people fun. who are like i like chrono trigger and be like okay cool <laughs> but i would never like if someone's like i've never played chrono trigger but I, and then they're like i like final fantasy i still wouldn't be like oh you should play chrono trigger like i it's just like you've played the better version of it right like like if you played other early 90s jrpgs at least final fantasy games from that time period have more cohesive stories than this does and it's like the time travel mechanic is just confusing as fuck throughout the entire game. So unless you're just really looking for something where you're like, I just want to play and I really enjoyed the mechanics of this. Like, I, I just don't know who this is for. But overall, you know, it was it was an experience and it has shaped, you know, the way that I will approach other games the same same way that Super Mario did. Right. Like, I didn't enjoy that game yeah. either. Um, and it had a lot of the same faults uh, as as this did and i'm even more forgiving of chrono trigger over super mario because super mario at least had like an iconic ip that was so beloved that it could get away with more like chrono trigger doesn't have that it doesn't have the character connection that 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 game does and so i'm more mad still to this day at super mario rpg for how bad of a game that was than chrono trigger um but they're both an experience i did not particularly enjoy um but that hopefully helps me contextualize and shape my opinions on future games that i play and and lets me enjoy them more and understand where those mechanics and play styles came from so those are those are my thoughts i I have personally no need to 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 know the ending of this game or to finish it or have any need to to feel like a resolution i i already like like i get that's the point of it is to like beat it and that's the challenge i'm not one of those gamers i don't care really (laughs) um personally about completing things it doesn't bring me any personal joy but i know that other people feel differently so i will let the other two uh tell you how they feel um but those are my feelings perfect okay benji i feel like a lot of what kai said can be summed up with what Kyle was saying in the Discord. And that is context. 
context context is, is so fucking important when it comes to viewing any kind of art form or or anything that mm-hmm. particularly with video games right right constantly evolving constantly having new ways of story being told and that story being portrayed and so as as horrible as it feels to say i feel that a lot of the love for this game comes from the context of being a child in the 90s and playing this game and having yeah. this game blow <clears throat> your fucking mind and right. I, I mean he even he even said that too, yeah not to interrupt and your, i mean that's spiel here but he's the same thing exactly yeah. what happened to me with metal gear one of the reasons i have such love for yeah. metal gear is that it blew my fucking mind because it was the first serious game that i played and i want you to know that's fine that is perfectly okay if yeah. you fucking love chrono trigger because you grew up with it that is fine the Absolutely. the problem comes with doing what we're doing and playing this game in a modern time and comparing it to the modern state of gaming and that's not to talk about the way it looks or anything like that because honestly for a 16 bit this is a fucking beautiful looking game yeah 100 percent. um and that's without the animated cutscenes like some of the in-engine cutscenes there's an in-engine cutscene when you crash the epoch into the side of Lavos, where you're in the oh, cockpit, like, we didn't talk like about that. Magma you're like flying through, fucking yeah. brilliant. The problem as well is that, like Kai said, this is a game about time travel, but the time travel mechanics don't make any fucking sense. It's like, yeah. it's like each time period had its own team. And there was no intercommunication as to how this envelops as a world. That being said, there was some one section of the game that I really, really enjoyed. And that is the section just before Chrono dies. So when we go back to the Kingdom of Zeal and we're stopping the Mamma machine... From there up to when I went into the Black Omen. So all of that bringing Chrono back, the side missions mm-hmm. with Marley, the side missions with Robbo. Yeah. If that had been the whole fucking game, I would feel yeah. very, very differently about what I played. You know, having those nods of coming back 400 years later and the rainbow shells in the castle but nobody knew because 400 years ago it was never spoken about it was like kept as an heirloom things like that are absolutely brilliant chrono trigger is a game that is a textbook example of brilliant idea awful execution and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I mean that in a way of this game was made in the context of, hey, this is an art, this is a <clears> toy, <throat> and we are making this for a child to sell to a child. And we're also going to mm. have a magazine they can buy with a guide how to play the game. Those points are very important for the way in which Chrono Trigger was made. Story wasn't particularly fucking important because it was a toy. 
you know all that mattered was did yeah. it look good power graphics that was all the 90s was about however chrono trigger does do a lot of fins that become commonplace in gaming going forward those difficulty checks with the bosses you know uh environmental storytelling fins happening in the background of the game without you having to be there to witness it and you witnessing the effects of it chrono trigger is one of mm-hmm. the group of games that kind of made that commonplace and made it become a big part of gaming going forward and inspired developers into the noughties. Honestly, I don't feel that you need to play Chrono Trigger. Okay? I'll say that ultimately, I don't feel that you need to play this game. However, you should know of its existence, and you should know of its importance in gaming, and what it did for the medium. If you really, really want to play Chrono Trigger, then that is fine. Go and play Chrono Trigger. You're in for a wild ride, because the fucking <laughs> yeah. the difficulty of this game just spikes up and down, up and down, with no real justification. Um, I don't know what else to say without repeating myself, so I'm going to stop there. I, I'll just <clears throat> say that there were sections of this game that I really, really enjoyed. And I feel like they were just kind of put at the end of the game as an afterthought. And mm-hmm. that kind of makes me sad because I wish that more of the game was like that. Yeah. Okay. Um bring some bring some happiness to the to the room, Jared. <laughs> uh like 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 both of you were saying, I enjoyed aspects of this game. A hundred percent. I probably enjoy a little between Kai and you. There's, there's a lot of parts that I really did enjoy that maybe others wouldn't have. Um, you're totally right. The, the side quests are so personal with these side characters. And we didn't really get a lot of that during the thing. I mean, a little bit. We, we got, I feel like in other RPG, 90s RPGs that I've played, I think there was more context and dedication towards the side characters than those. But then there was so much like specificity with the characters themselves in the side quests. Like this is about Marley. This is about her life. This is about her relationship with her father. This is about like how this has now time changed the time and what our actions of getting the rainbow shell have done to the the, the timeline now. I would have loved that's so that interesting. To have been at the beginning of the game where we was in six hundred AD, yeah. and then partway down the game we go to a thousand AD for a mission or whatever. And we get that side mission yeah. with the shell and all of that stuff. Sorry. Absolutely. All, all, all of the side quests that we did, I think, were really interesting. Had some really like beneficial and really important payoffs. We got some really cool items. We got context to characters. We got all of that was done really well. Unfortunately, that wasn't throughout the entirety of the story itself. Time travel is hard <laughs> to do right. And I feel like there's very few instances in games where it's it's or even in media where it's done really well and the problem is it has to be done almost perfectly and if not you're gonna lose people and that's not saying that like it was necessarily like done bad in chrono trigger specifically 
maybe wasn't done the best, but unless you have a perfect understanding of this time travel in your world, you're going to start to lose people. And that's when the problems will arise. If you're going through this and you're, you're, you're not tackling her correctly and you're just having your players opening up more questions than answers. And a part of that is the fun, you know, there's the Zelda timeline of trying to figure out and connect dots and, and doing things like that. But if there's not, if, if there's, less cohesion than there is more you're going to start to lose people and then people are going to start dipping away from the story and have having less connection and feeling like they have more questions than anything else and i think chrono trigger does suffer from that it does suffer from some continuity with some like reasons why some time travel aspects work and other time travel aspects don't it, it we're we're bringing in our own understanding of time travel and i mean time travel is not fucking possible i mean maybe it is mm. who knows uh but we don't even understand how shit like that would work so it's hard to contextualize that in a game where it feels like it's not done accurately too um but like i was saying there's aspects that i really loved in this game i loved the combat system barring the end of this game uh because up until that i was like yeah this is great and then playing the final boss i was like this is fucking miserable um no but i really love the interconnectivity with the characters and being able to almost kind of, I mean, in these RPGs, you can kind of build roles and kind of fill out how you want to play. And in a lot of that, it's like obviously choosing your, your team members and then choosing their equipment, but Chrono Trigger took it a step further. And they're like, now these characters can not only as they level up, earn these texts, but these texts can interact with one another and they can build and they can turn into bigger, better things. And that's really cool to see being able to allow the player to kind of build the team that they want with not only balancing and characters and their abilities, but characters that can interact with one another in their abilities, like team healing or doing big team attacks. That shit's really cool. And a lot of things that we don't even see in like RPGs currently that, that RPGs have the ability to do that. Yeah. So that's really fun. Like Ben said, visually, this game is beautiful. I think it's stunning to look at. The The 16-bit graphics are really nice. I love all the anime cutscenes. I said it in the beginning, but I would watch an anime version of Chrono Trigger in a heartbeat. Would it make sense? I don't know. Who fucking cares? It looks pretty. It doesn't <laughs> make sense. I don't have to play it. It's fine. I don't, I don't have to play it. I just have to sit and experience it. Um, but yeah, do I think... I think if you are like us or like me and you're like, oh, I know of Crypto Trigger, it's it's importance in gaming in itself. Maybe this is something I should experience. If you're on that, maybe this is something I should experience. I would say try it out. Try it out. Play the game. Because I definitely think there's aspects of this that you'll attach to and you'll enjoy. And maybe for myself personally, the story wasn't as much. I lied. Because I I didn't think the story was as much of a hindrance, but then when we got a lot of the side quest stuff, I was like really drawn into that. And I was like, okay, I wish I would have had that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So w- when that was presented, I was like, okay, I wish we would have had more of that. But I think if you play this and you have an, a, a semblance of interest in it, that I think that there's aspects you'll enjoy. Um, but if you're like, what's Chrono Trigger? Then it's like, it's okay. You don't need to know. You don't need to you don't need to learn about it. It's fine. It's an RPG that did a lot of awesome things for for gaming. And- also, play it as a, a ROM hack on a PC, so you can use speed up, and you can do save speed up and save states. A hundred percent. There's no yeah. reason to play this game in any other. Capacity. Also, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Nintendo does an NSO with like the the NES and SNES games. Like we played through Adventure of Link. We use rewind. We use save states. It just makes the game more enjoyable. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. If you want to play it on like like actual hardware, like sure. But I think having those things is just going to make the experience more enjoyable. As someone who played on actual hardware, do not recommend. Like that's like saying like you play a modern game that has auto saves and you're like man i really wish i had save spots still i really wish i had to go to a terminal and save instead of having auto saves because that's how it used to there be. are people like, who say that no. you know that mm-hmm. auto saves are why would you we've I seen mean, those not want auto saves places Bro, those people exist it depends i know people were were angry about uh angry about auto saves when sword and shield came out because that ruined their like shiny hunting and everything because they couldn't like just save state on a certain spot and then grind for pokemon that's beside the point Play Chrono Trigger if you're interested into it. And it, I think it did things well. I think it lacked in the story and it, the, the time travel was confusing. But I think overall, I I enjoyed what I played for Chrono Trigger. Mm. There's, there's lots of that's small my, fins in the game. Part. Like, if you have Magus in your party when you go to the Black Omen and you talk, yeah. he will talk to Queen Zeal and she'll make comments about how he was her prophet and everything. And they have like a back and forth. And his music plays in the background instead of the battle music. Music in this game is slaps, by the way. Just put that out there as another point. The main theme, I can listen to a thousand times and never yeah, get tired dun, of. Dun, 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 That's a good dun, call dun, out dun. because Super Mario RPG's music sucked dick. And at no point in time of playing through this game was I like burnt out on the music. Dun, dun, so at least dun, they got dun, one dun, thing dun, right. Dun, 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 dun. How long ago was that? <laughs> I didn't even remember until you started singing it again, you bastard. <laughs> with that, we're going to wrap up our time with Chrono Trigger. We're going to go into something a little more exciting and a little more fun here, lighten up the mood. And we're going to recommend some shit to you guys. Play the tune. Get I know we're two hours in, but we're going to still continue. And we're going to keep talking. To get wrecked, I'm exhausted. To get wrecked. Woo! So the thing I presented the gentleman here was that we are going to recommend to you guys some underrated Pokemon that we think you guys should use in I your it was favorite Pokemon. Yeah. Or is it underrated? No, it was underrated. It's underrated. Oh, shit. Because it's recommended. You're going to recommend someone your favorite Pokemon? Or Pokemon that you would normally see in the wild and be like, that's a, that's a shitty Pokemon. I'm not going to use that. But they're actually, they're, they're, they're pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a Pokemon that's hated here. that shouldn't be. That's also underrated. That's Are you going to talk about your fucking electric sheep, aren't you? Gun. No, no. I, people love Ampharos. That's yeah, Ampharos is a fucking queen. I'm not. I'm not uh, here to. Number one on the team is Teddy Ursa Ursaring. People are That's like, good. oh, Teddy Ursa. Just a, people shit on normal types all the time yeah, because they're just sure. normal. Don't have any super effectiveness. Weak against fighting, and they're like, they they suck. But Ursaring is a tanky boy. He gets mm-hmm. access to a lot of really cool moves. He gets weird moves like Earthquake and things like that. Uh, very good attack stat. People see Teddy Ursa and they're like, oh, it's a cute Pokemon. I don't want to use Teddy Ursa. So they end up passing it up. And Ursaring in Gen 2 is actually a pretty good Pokemon to use. Um, second, that I think people don't necessarily sleep on the evolution, but they might sleep on the, the pre-evolution when it comes up. Shellos. But Gastrodon is such a good Pokemon. Oh, shit. Gastrodon really is... is- dope and that ability as people well. look at yeah people look at gastrodon and think like oh four times weakness to grass and all this thing which is fair it has a four times weakness for sure but it is so strong and getting like the water absorbability so it loses it's it's like uh it loses its normal res- resistance to water is so cool and also gastrodon is just a, a cutie uh, I didn't I didn't limit how many we were gonna do but uh I'll do oh, God <laughs> I'll do I'll do like two more. 
Uh, this Pokemon, I think people slap on, slap on, mm. sleep on because of its design. But and, and Kai might give me some pushback. Fucking Drampa, <laughs> Drampa, AP Dragon. God, what a terrible choice. Dra- Dragon Grandpa. First of all, genius name. It's so simple, but it makes so much sense. Grandpa just works. Every time well he for sees me. Grandpa in a game we play through, he's like genius name. <laughs> it is a genius name. It gets me Basic every time. Word association. Dragon Normal, which I can see adding the normal type, just gives it a weakness. Not really any benefit to having a normal type, which I understand. <laughs> but this this is this is an aesthetic uh, recommendation that Drampa is a strong Pokemon. He gets a lot of really good dragon type attacks as well, but Drampa is is the mm-hmm. one. Um two more. The last Pokemon that I'll do. No, do two is... more because you have to do five. Four is weird. I do I do five? And, uh Tropius. I like Tropius, and I think okay. that not a lot of people use Tropius in no. Gen 3 times four weakness to ice. I understand. But hear me out. Hear me out. My argument. Banana neck. What? (laughs) True. How can you not use Tropius? How can you argue with banana neck? And he has little bananas on his neck. Constant food for you to nourish on. Always. Uh, The last Pokemon that I will say is Halucha. I don't know if Halucha is underrated. Really? I don't know if that's underrated. People might actually like Halucha. Okay, I'm changing my answer. Um, uh, Claydol. I think Claydol is okay. a great Pokemon. I think people yeah. like see Baltoy and they're like, I don't want to use the Baltoy. Like, but having yeah. Ground Psychic also Claydol is has a, such a high special defense too. Yeah, but he has ass uh, physical defense. That's the problem. That's There's a the double edged sword. In here. Sorry, Jesus uh, okay. but those are my five. You should check out those five Pokemon if you're playing through any Pokemon game. I think they're great additions to your team. Points. Don't sleep on Ursaring. Use Gastrodon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, peace to all humans and good night. Thanks, Santa. Okay. All right, Ben, one, you're up. One, one of you two go next. I can go while they're still fresh in my head. Yeah. Go, 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 uh, go, go. I'm a second Gastrodon. Uh, Gastrodon's really dope Pokemon. Gastrodon's a great Pokemon. Uh, I have, a, again, Ursa Ring. I am a sucker for normal oh, types shit. because you can teach them anything and they're really only weak against fighting. Um, superior. Okay. Yeah. Specifically, (laughs) specifically, with the contrary ability. Contrary is good because Leaf Storm will double its special attack instead of half in it. So you end up with like contrary, contrary. One of the fastest Pokemon with a shit ton of special attack. Fucking brilliant. Uh, My problem is Snivy loses his arms and legs, and I don't like that. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, God, I've forgotten some already. I, I, I'm going to hype up Gengar. I, I have to hype up Gengar. I know people, I know people like Gengar, but I'm going to hype up Literally Gengar. an iconic because, Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it a step further and say you should use Haunter with an Eviolite. It's, Haunter, Eviolite it, it's iconic, but a lot of people don't that, like using that is it. Hot take. Okay, okay. Right? But it gets access to poison type moves. It has a fucking brilliant mega revolution. I forget Gengar is poison all the time. Right. And it's fucking fast. Gengar with a shadow ball is like he's a, he is a, fucking he is speedy boy. And he's chunky. Um, and another one that I used to like playing when I was like sort of playing competitively a little bit was Aerodactyl. Uh 
Aerodactyl. Mega Aerodactyl has an ability that increases its physical moves. So you teach it like fly and headbutt and things like this, and you end up with like the third fastest Pokemon that does like 133% physical attacks. It's fucking stupid. Okay, take us home. Tonight. Uh, the first one, hot take, uh, because it's probably the most oh, hated. God damn, I forgot. Uh, okay, it's not underrated. Also not a sleep with right, right, but Pikachu, s- no, Gengar. You're talking iconic, right? I'm talking Pokemon that people will get and then not use. I feel like people don't use Arcanine. That's 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 what that's that was going. It's like people that might like see a Pokemon not use it, and it's actually like pretty good. Arcanine's super fast. I'm, okay, fire. Right. Arcanine I is iconic, but I, I will say that I don't think I've ever used an Arcanine in a playthrough. Wow. I feel validated. Slander. Uh, this is my turn, just so we're clear. <laughs> uh, what I was saying is hot take because this is probably one of the most hated starters, uh, at least from the first five generations, which is Meganium. People hate Meganium, and they that, hate that whole line for some reason. And I don't know why, um, but it's lovely. Because the other two are I just love superior. Using Meganium. What? It's because the other two are just superior. <laughs> okay, whatever. Fine. That's, that's your opinion. <laughs> uh, I often use Meganium in playthroughs. It's, it's strong. It looks cool. I mean, that's really, I mean, you know, that's at the end of the day, aesthetics are everything uh, for me oh, in Pokemon. So. And, and in Radical Red, Meganium's Fairy Grass. Which is great. It gets good moves. It. You know, it's a starter, which means it's going to be relatively strong and balanced as far as like its uh, stats go. Um, my second option is Wish Cash, uh, Pokemon I also I use like Wish Cash frequently, yeah. almost every time I play through a Pokemon game. I love Wish Cash; it's a great Pokemon. Uh, good balance because you aren't weak to Electric as a Water type anymore. You have that Ground. Use Muddy Water has really high defense and a pretty good physical attack. Uh, I would recommend using Wish Cash. Cubone also gets I dragon slept on Cubone for so fucking long. Oh, and then you and Cuba, we played through Radical Cubone Red recently. You had a Marowak, you're like, Marowak it's not actually underrated. Like, that's one of the most iconic Pokemon. <laughs> no, 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 no but, but hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Cubone, I didn't know this is underrated for me. For years, I slept on Cubone Marowak <laughs> as a line, and just recently, I played with a Cubone and then eventually evolved into a Marowak. Uh, great Pokemon, I had no idea. Super fast. High attack. Wild attack stat. Wild Didn't realize attack Marowak stats. has such a high attack stat. Yeah, it was great. Uh, four uh, <clears> is uh, Sableye. I love Sableye. I am a Sableye apologist. Uh, it's a good-ass Pokemon. It has a mega evolution. So what it's more could you gem. want? Uh, it's a cute little Yeah, it's a cute little gem guy. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it hides behind the gem when it mega evolves, doesn't it? It reminds me of the little yes. things from Wind Waker. The little na 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 Oh, yeah. Really cute. The Nanettes. <laughs> Uh, and then my last is a Pokemon that I only because of its typing is it underrated. I think it's probably one of the best looking Pokemon ever created, uh, which oh is Zangoose, uh, which is a normal type, which is why people don't use it. But it is probably yeah, one that. of the greatest. Is that the one looking that looks like Pokemon. a ferret? He's a mongoose. Well, it looks like a mongoose. That's why it's called Zangoose. I don't know what a mongoose <laughs> is. It's like guys. red and white. That's, am, that's why uh, like mongoose is a viper. Snakes and mongoose. Is it mongoose? Is mongoose a plural? Is mongoose already plural? Um, good attack stat, good speed stat, well balanced. As we talked about, normal types can learn almost any move, which is super helpful. Um, sure, it's a normal type, but like it's one of the better normal types if we're being honest. So, 
Uh, Those Snorlax are my five. wants a word, but sure. Snorlax, okay. sure. Snorlax is Snorlax a very is specific angry. type of Pokemon to use, though. Like, I don't think I've ever used a Zangus before. Yeah, I, I, I haven't. I don't think I've seen one in all of our random. <laughs> <Ever>. <laughs> I, I honestly, I can't remember the last time I've seen it. I'm, I'm gonna level with you. Guys. We play randomizers too much to like it, to be easy to see Pokemon like to miss Pokemon. I'm gonna level with you. Yeah. I thought Mongoose and a Ferret were the same thing. Um, I'm now no, just learning they are very not. different. We don't have mongoose in the UK, are... I don't think. Looks like a prairie. I have... oh, no, I've now. never seen a mongoose. I think it's yeah. I've never seen one. I know what it is because I, I know like, what they look experience like. them in the wild. They're fucking ugly. Don't worry, Ben. When we come visit you, we'll bring you a mongoose. So you can start populating <laughs> oh, them in the UK. A pelt. <laughs> yeah, mongoose pelt. Those are our recommendations for Pokemon. We could probably talk about Pokemon for days. Oh, I could. I, I, could, I could talk about Pokemon for another um, two hours. But don't tempt me. Ben? Yes. Recommend me something, baby. Uh, shit. Favorite sports games? We're recommending sports games to people? Mm-hmm. Well, me and Jared only have one. <laughs> it's the same game. <laughs> He'll play Madden like 08 or 06. Yeah, 08 Madden. You don't have any other sports <laughs> games? No, no, we have some. No. I, I have some some recommendations. I have, I have I have a few. Time Zubasa? Come on! I don't have many. I have oh. a few. But... Oh no, no! Because technically, racing is a sport. I got this. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. How how many? Five. Yeah. Let's say five Three, max. Please. Three max. Oh, whatever. You don't have to do five. Okay, time for the, the exciting part. Now that there's like one person listening after this two-hour <laughs> podcast so they can listen to our interstitial that we are announcing at this point. For, for this time, what I decided to do is I let our Patreons choose a couple games. I gave the stipulation that we're going to use Game Pass so we can easily pick from a, a wide variety of games. And I let them give me a pool of games to choose from. So thank you, Troidal Power, Dave Jackson, and Kyle Moody, all, all for submitting games to play the list is citizen sleeper which i've been eyeing up costume quest 2 don't fuck it all. garden story turnip boy commits tax evasion tmnt shredders revenge undertale <gasps> dishonored <gasps> hard space shipbreaker the forgotten city oh. And Wolfenstein: The New Order. Okay, Kyle, I, Kyle Mooney, I did take off Dead Space for your recommendation because I literally just finished it and I, we just did it for <laughs> a get wrecked, so I took that one off. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, yeah, those are also a uh, shout out to Kyle Mooney sitting through literally ten weeks of yeah, dude, you are you are the MVP. If you're <laughs> yeah, here listening, really, not only a Patreon uh, supporter and someone premium who tier over here, premium tier. But also someone who can sit through us literally just just shitting on a game that you have enjoyed and still and not, supporting the podcast. And that's a lot. And not that's, only that, coming cool. into the Discord and having like proper discourse about why he likes a game and like game, yeah. like tackling games that you love after years mm-hmm. after they come out. So shout out to Kyle Moon. Mm, yeah. Big time. Real one. Okay. So I have a fun little wheel here that I'm going to spin. Wheel, Are you spin? And let's. Yeah, a little spin here. All right. I can't put it on screen. Let's do it. I can pick sound. <laughs> oh, the game we're gonna play is Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. Oh. Yay! That is gonna be our interstitial. Hopefully, it's still on Game Pass. Oh God! Um, <laughs> um I, I literally know nothing about this game. It 
but I literally know nothing I about it. I played it recently. Um, oh. uh, but I'm happy to play it again. It's like two hours long. Oh, oh perfect. Fucking top down. <laughs> yeah, but Kai, trust me. Trust me. Mm-hmm. This game is so self-aware and so sarcastically woke that you're going to fucking love it. Okay. All right. I'm here for sarcastically woke. I think this one was Troidal Power recommended this. Yeah, that was his his list. So uh, thanks Troidal Power for that. All right, interstitial. We're gonna be playing Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. Fuck yeah! If you want to be part of more fun things like this, we'll probably do this more often for interstitials just to get the community involved and get some games out. If we're like struggling to find something to play, do something like this too. So go and go join the Patreon if you want to be a part of fun things like that. And our next main series game will be announced. When next we'll episode. Next episode. Oh, shit. That's Guys, me. Thank you so much for listening. That's you, Thank ben. you. Yeah, that's you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for getting to the end of the series. It's been 11 weeks of Chrono Trigger. It's been a wild journey. It's probably been a lot of up and down for you, listener. Kyle, we're talking to you specifically. So thanks for mm. holding in there and, and still enjoying the podcast, even though we've kind of shit on this game for the past 11 Chrono weeks. Chrono Trigger but... has soiled our house so much that me and jared physically now have to move to different yeah we're moving because now. of chrono trigger then because of chrono yeah, trigger. I mean, ben has <laughs> literally moved in. yeah ben, ben is physically his camera is in a different spot because of chrono trigger at this point yeah. um yes in the next episode we will be talking about our time with turnip boy commits tax evasion uh and announcing our next main series so if you're excited for that follow our socials we love you all so much thank you for the support and we will see you next time Goodbye, y'all. Peace. Don't do drugs. <laughs> uh, bye. <laughs>